Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Hey, screen is how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. So well, adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. Come on, AJ. Sorry. Farewell and adieu, you ladies of Spain. Come on. Keep singing, bro. Not me. Oh, we've received orders that we sail back to Boston. Uh, you, you, you can literally go from the beginning. Never more shall we see you again. Come on, it's Quint's song from Jaws. Oh, that, bro, I hear like, you love the film. I've seen the film. <laughs> that's fair enough i suppose that's true and that by the way is the only time you're going to be hearing uh well not a reference of but it's the only time i'm going to be directly talking about jaws because as the tweet two weeks ago implied this list <laughs> stumpykins i see you already here i'm assuming this is a bit for the hobbit with a new name titanic is number one no titanic no jaws on this list <laughs> had yeah, to mix it up a bit. Had to mix it up a bit. And who am I? I'm Nico Nero. <laughs> Got there eventually. <laughs> um, just to give you a tad drop of warning, I know you are abroad and uh, you're, you're doing what you can. Your signal was a bit stronger the last time you were there. You are f- hazing in and out, so you may there may be a oh, bit of delay along the way. But it is what it is. It is what it is. We're there. So we try to keep bringing you weekly content, guys. The fact of the matter is, is that I'm in Poland. This is not a country. You know, they brag that they have a strong signal. They don't. They've just got 3G and they're excited. Bro, anyway, you know the, okay. thing, the fucking funniest thing. My grandfather-in-law, literally yesterday, we're on his terrace out front. And I'm like, I can't connect your Wi-Fi, mate. And he sort of did the typical, you know, man dick swinging thing. He's like, my Wi-Fi is the strongest. And he literally brought his phone over to show me how strong his signal was. As he did that, the signal went dead. And I was like, he's not so strong. Performance issues. RJ Skarenki's in the house. Uh, I'll say that I will start that message for the end, RJ Skarenki. So- thank you for joining us. Ali comes is here. Hello, Ali. Thank you hey, for joining us once hey, again. Um, oh, other small thing. I don't know if you did this, AJ, but just because I thought it would make an awesome separate top ten, I haven't included any submarine movies. This is what I was gonna. This is what I was gonna kind of like bring up. I'm I'm boats. I am boats. Not yeah. boots. It is literally 
Well done. <laughs> well done. Yeah, it is literally boats for me. So, um, yeah, that's another thing to be explored at a later date, really. Um, Will Johnson's here too. Life of Pi! Hey, Will. <laughs> Hello, Will. Thank you for joining us. Um, what's happening with you on your boat? So, yeah, my boat is good. And this is what I was going to kick it off with a bit of an apology that, yes, we are a day late. Now, for those of you in the Twitter universe, you will believe that AJ's a little bitch, thanks to my little friend here, who just comes out, who's living his life of luxury, probably in the ac fucking house as we speak. <laughs> you wish. We <laughs> don't even have a fan in right. here, bro. Okay, I got that part wrong, yeah? But he's been, he's chilling. However, what was AJ's Tuesday on the hottest day ever, as the Metro called it, in the UK? Somalian temperatures, bro. What was that about? <laughs> well, I jump on a I jump on a train. Just no, get to, to I'm gonna give you the whole journey. Get to the bus. Cool. Get to Turnpike Lane Station. Due to heat, due to the heat, trains are not running every three to four minutes, they're running every eight to ten minutes. So oh, now no. I'm underground in heat, waiting because I've just no, I didn't miss it. It was too packed for me to get in. So the heat's already getting to me. I get there. I get two stops down. I get to Finsbury Park. I apologise for anyone who's not familiar with London or the UK because this is going to sound <laughs> weird. But hey, it's not even a monopoly board. Oh, it sound proper exotic with all these names. Finsbury Park. Finsbury Park. It's trust me. Apart from Wireless Festival, it's not a park you want to be in. But anyway, like, so I get to Finsbury Park Station. I cross over. I get onto the Victoria Line. At this point, because Green Park is a bit of a funny one, I'm like, I'm going to go to Oxford Circus. You know, don't want to do that headlong walk, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've found a route, but they close off that route at the moment. But they've now fixed the escalator, thank God. But we'll get there. So I'm like, I'm going to go Oxford Circus, cross over to the Bakerloo line, go to Embankment, get out. Get on the Victoria line. No, there is no trains due to the heat going, stopping at Oxford Circus on the Victoria line. Cool. But all the other lines. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to do the Green Park walk in the heat. No, no, no. As I'm passing... Oxford Circus Station, I hear, due to an emergency, will all passengers please evacuate the station? I'm like, what the frick is going on? Why? It is so hot in the UK, the freaking escalators at Oxford Circus are emitting smoke. Right? That's how hot it is over here. So then we bypass that station, we get to Green Park. One more tube, may I add. So that's three tubes already, in the spot or in heat. Only to get to my workplace to find out. The booking may or may not go ahead due to the heat. This is a booking for 70 people on deck. Oh. I still have to set up for said booking to then be told they're cancelling. So in said heat, I am packing it all back. At this point, I'm like, I'm going to go for another tube journey. I'm very hot already. I'm very bothered already. I'm not really in the mood for my studio lights to be on me. Politely say, hey, bro, do you mind if we leave it to tomorrow? Because... The heat's already challenged me. I see two deleted messages. I don't know what they are. But it's like, not to worry, bro. Move to tomorrow. So I'm like, hey, the bro understands. Then I get a notification. <laughs> you too. And I'm like, let me open this. I'm like, what, what kind of message has he put out there? Because he did warn the screeners that it's his wife's birthday. We may have something. I'm like, Nico's got my back. Hashtag, he's with AJ. Is he fuck? Because it's due to AJ being a little bitch who can't handle the UK weather. And I'm like, this guy, this guy. Bro, between the two of us, who's the one who's got Caribbean roots? You know what I'm saying? Man, That's fine, but you know what comes with Caribbean roots? Caribbean breeze. 
right now when you're in the infestation of London that just can contains all heat. Oh, it's energy. real. It's so real what you're saying. Like, listen, I've experienced countries which are hotter than the UK is right now, but they have breathe. They have air movement. Like, being in the city in the heat is fucked. Yeah. It was It was something. It was terrible. The one that got to me was Monday, because I, 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 it's been a very intense two weeks on a boat with heat. So much so, my boss it. said stuff like, you're allowed to like wear casuals. Don't worry about uniform. Just be comfortable for these next two days. Monday's my day off. So I'm there and I'm like delayed going out with the missus. I'm like, the later we leave it, the cooler it will be. We went out for something to eat at about half past six, quarter to seven. Only to see 31 degrees. And I'm like, this is not, <laughs> this is not your lows. <laughs> this is not your lows. What are we doing out here? Oh like God. it has been a challenge and a half. So apologies, guys, but studio lights after a very hot day was just not... The Bro, any lights, any lights like. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally no lights. Uh, Turn on your phone, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of little bitch, I've got a fun story to tell you. Um, if my face looks a bit swollen today, um, it's simply because I've been butchered by the dentist. Ooh. Um, now, why did I get butchered by the dentist? I'm glad you asked, because we're talking about little bitches, right? Well, I didn't, but go on. If it proves you're a little bitch, I'll listen. Kind of proves the opposite. So I don't know oh, if I continue or not. But I'm very go. proud of this. I'm very proud of this. Um, you know, like in wrestling, you've got the unwritten code, which is the receipt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very similar things in Muay Thai. Now, just before I came to Poland, I got in a few Muay Thai sessions. And it's been a while since I've been down to the gym, been nursing a shoulder injury, good to be back, yada, yada, yada. The last day I was going, we were doing sparring in the gym. And so like with the receipt in wrestling, you've got certain rules when you're in the same Muay Thai camp, yeah? Yeah. When you're fucking with other camps and you've got your, your interclubs or you've got like proper fights, it's obviously, ignore what I say, it does not apply. Sorry, hang on one second. The wife is messaging me. I hope it's not awful. Close the windows if you are leaving my time for mosquitoes. Good point. Please one second. Uh, While Nico's doing that and gone off the story. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, he's back. Okay. <laughs> Messages will come there soon. Um, here's what I wanted to say. So, one of the unwritten rules in Muay Thai is you don't wear, you wear shin guards because obviously when you're kicking shin to shin, it fucking hurts. No matter how experienced you are, that shit hurts. Yeah. Um, you don't throw knees directly, so you use kind of the inside of your leg to do like a, a slap, so you'll never go knee into someone, because obviously that can kill, yeah. and you don't throw elbows, yeah? No, for sure, for sure. Sure not. One of the other things you do is you don't wear head guards, because the idea of sparring is you're not actually trying to knock each other out. You wear a gum shield, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basic, yeah, basic safety. You yeah. don't. You don't wear head guards because the idea is you're not trying to fuck each other up, yeah? Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm. 
Not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. The other unspoken rule is that it's a given that people are going to have different experience levels. Yeah. If you're someone like me who's been doing this sort of professionally and who's done it like 10, 15 years, you know to take it easy on people. You know, basically, yeah, let them hit you, absorb it. They're probably not going to hurt you much or get you. You give them one back, you'll get them. And then you tell them how you did that. Or you put them on the floor. You help them up. It's like, cool, this is how I did it. Now you do it to me. So, you know, you're a brotherhood. You're helping each other, yeah? There's this motherfucker. He's called Savan. And Name and uh, shame. Name and no, shame. No, 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 no. Damn right, name and shame. This guy's a scumbag. I hope he watches. Um, and here's this. And it's a nomad's gym in London in Edgware. So I'm not, I'm not holding bunches here. This was a disgrace what happened. Every three minutes, you treat a sparring on for three minutes and you switch partners every three minutes just because different people, different sizes, different experience levels. It keeps you on your toes, keeps you sharp, and you learn more that way. Huh? This guy, is, he's gone sparring quite hard with someone who is experienced while wearing a head guard. That immediately makes you think you're a fucking bully because if you weren't wearing a head guard, you wouldn't be throwing like that. He's now been paired up with a woman. A woman who's about Anya's size. Now, for those of you who don't know Anya, she's not a big girl. You know, I call her five feet of fury. She's she's a little thing, yeah? The girl who this guy's sparring with is about five feet. And I'm like, he's wearing a head guard, but he's, he's going to have the fucking sense to know not to go as hard as he was just going against a woman. Now, this isn't... I, I find it fucking ridiculous that I have to c- cover my tracks in saying this, given the age we live in, but hey-ho. Um... Yes, men hit harder than women. Yes, if you have someone of equal experience, man and woman, the man will fuck the woman up. End it's of. Genetic. It's End just genetic. I'm not, I'm not being no in between. There's End no of. level of experience. It's just genetics that, that the it's mass genetics. will be higher. Yeah. It's, it's fucking be genetics. This is not about a woman, I, a, a misogynistic debate, right? So if you were even thinking that, bury it and move on. This guy has hit her. To me, it looked like full fucking strength. And he's knocked her out. She's gone out cold. I've, because like, I was one of the more experienced ones kind of running the class. I kind of put my hand and went, stop. Everyone stopped. I went over to check on her. And she's out cold. You know, I have to, you know, give her a little tap. They brought the smelling salts over to revive her. And she's, <gasps> you know, she's in shock here. Yeah? And I turned to this guy. I'm like, you're a fucking dickhead. He's like, what do you mean, bruv? I'm like, one, you hit a woman that fucking hard when you're twice her size. Two, you can clearly tell she doesn't have the experience and you've just gone and knocked her out. And he's like, come then, I'll pick on someone my own size. You, innit? I was like, oh, please, yes, mate. Definitely, mate. And I've said to him, take a free hit. I've done a proper macho dick swinging thing. Take a free hit. And he's hit me full strength and he's chipped one of my teeth. No, 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 no. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I said to him, take a fucking free hit. Because you're going to get a receipt now, my 
friend. <laughs> so he's chipped my tooth, which is why my face is all swollen because I've had to have my fucking teeth fixed. Um, but he's chipped my tooth. What I've done in return, head kick with the open tibia, no padding on the tibia, full strength, cut him open right above the eyebrow. He wanted to hit me back going, sorry, man, rules of the gym. You have to go clean yourself if you're bleeding. <laughs> he went and saw, and bro, like you could tell like it was a deep cut. It wasn't like one of those just rub it away with water and it's done. He needed, he would have needed butterfly stitches for it. So I've said to him, off you go, fuck off. He's not coming back to the gym. Sadly, I also don't think she's ever going to do Muay Thai again, which I care a lot more about. Because to miss the point of what a martial art is by hitting a woman and someone less experienced than you that fucking hard, he's a bully. He's a fucking bully. And I'm glad I gave him his. Yeah, he deserved it. He deserved it. And sir, you have now won, not you, I can't remember his name, but Dick of the Week. Congratulations, you are the Dick of the Week. No, mate, 100%. Savannah from No Man's Gym, you're a cunt. In fact, I wouldn't call you a cunt because I believe you lack the depth or capacity to give pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, disgraceful, man. Absolutely, absolutely disgraceful. Absolutely. Two comments here. Ali Kamza says, writing a script about the offer, taking a break to talk about how Roman Polanski's Pirates is underrated. Roman Polanski's Pirates. There we go. That's how underrated it is. Didn't know about it. There you go. Uh, Ali Kamza says, Christopher Lee's Pirate movie. I loved it so much that I don't remember the name. Christopher Lee has a pirate movie? Two for two. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing the drinking game this week. Gavin Manish here. Good evening, all. I would like to recommend Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, a Japanese film available on all four in the UK. Only 70 minutes long, so no excuse. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Man. I'm looking at you, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> um, Ali Kamza says, does watching Monty Python and Blackadder count as knowing London? More than you would think. Do you know what? I've not re I mean, Monty Python yet, but I've not even, I've not been deep into Blackadder. Sadly. Blackout is fun, mate. Blackout is a laugh. Blackout is a laugh. Billy Mounts here. Hello, Nico. Am I late? No, sir. You are right on time. And you've missed all of the boring stories, I guess. Um, Billy Mount says, is that your living room, Nico? No, I am in Poland at the moment, um, which is why we're every day late. That and AJ's a little bitch. Um <laughs> Swivel. <laughs> That's very good. Um Gavin Mann says, do you go for a scrap for a scrape and polish? I wish I knew what that was. I'm, I'm sorry, missing that one, Gavin. Yeah. Sorry. Um Billy Mount says, uh, Nico, did you get your wisdom teeth removed? No, no, no. I'm imagining you've heard the story now. Oh, maybe game. it was a tooth thing. Scrape and polish. Scrape, scrape. Oh, he's doing a word game. Scrape and polish, scrape and polish. No, 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 no. Chip tooth replacement. Ali Kamza says, weird out of no question. Does James and the giant peach does James and the Giant Peach? You know what? James and the Giant Peach. I've not read or seen. It's a good movie. I haven't read it, but it's a good movie. I actually really like that question. It's very left of field. If someone was to pitch James and the Giant Peach to me, the peach is serving as a boat. I would allow it. <laughs> Fair enough. Billy Mount says the penis definitely got you. You go, no, <laughs> I got the penis. <laughs> That's Gavin, an even better soundbite, by the way, but I won't get into it. it <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Man says, question. She said Trader dropped and it looks pretty good. Was then made aware that Brad Pitt producer still associated with Weinstein, even though he knew about his actions at the time. Thoughts? Uh, 
is it Bob and Harvey or is it just Bob now? Uh, there's that. There's the um, innocent until proven guilty, which Brad may have I mean, taken. Pretty proven at this point. At, listen, at this point, at this point, yes. At the point of production, it may have been a different story. Do you then remove all of the hard work you've just put forward? I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. I, I get mm. it. Both, I don't think there's the right answer. I mean, technically, for public image in an era of cancel culture, it's easy to say, yeah, no, just scrap the movie that I've just spent X amount of time on. Yeah, but, I'm more and more as I hear up on things, I have to be sorry about showing my dirty pits, guys. But yeah, tank top, it's very hot. I'll try and avoid doing that for the show. But um, more and more as I hear stories, I mean, the JK Rowling one was the first thing that made me prick my ears up. I'm like, oh, we need to be careful with this shit. Um, I'm very, very apprehensive to ever past judgment and hit the hashtag cancel button too quickly now mm. Mm. as i said the jk rowling thing really was the like no nah, this is fucked. Well, jk rowling's a transphobe why she wrote about a transphobic character she wrote about a, a transgender character no she didn't she wrote about a transvestite character y'all are fucking ignorant but you know there's that there was a certain court case which had a lot of people glued to their TVs and screens. That's just happening. Then they were angry with her when she was defending Johnny Depp. People are retracting that one now, aren't they? Yeah, there we go. This is what I'm saying. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird world. Cancel culture is... Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you need to be very careful when you pull the trigger on trigger on cancel. 100%. Um, Billy Mount says, speaking of Ronan, At Rowan Atkinson, have you seen Man vs. B? No, and I actually quite want to, despite the fact that it's a Netflix movie. I say despite it's the fact... It's a series, you know, it's a series, not a film. Man vs. B? It's actually... Yeah. I know I saw the trailer in the cinema, but I'm pretty sure it's a series. I really hope not. I don't think you can stretch that into a series. TV <laughs> miniseries. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry? Television miniseries. That's what I said, literally. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, speaking of series, I saw two things this week on Netflix that are so fucking bad. So The Grey Man sucks. Okay. And the new Resident Evil is so fucking bad. It's so bad. My, my Netflix is on a bit of a sabbatical at the moment. Um, <coughs> You're not missing out. Yeah, this is the thing. It became one of those, should we renew it? And it was like, we'll, we'll just wait till someone else is eager to see something on Netflix and it's just not propped up. So it's been about a month or two. I, was, I nearly kicked it back off today, actually, but yeah, it just didn't happen. There's just like, do you know what? Netflix are reporting record losses at the moment and people are like, how, 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 how's this happening? Is that, it's not fucking complicated, guys. When you don't own any of your own first party content and you have to basically buy the licenses, which is on a limited time, and you're making money off that, the people who made these movies are essentially going to do what Disney have done, do what Paramount have done, do what Warner Brothers have done with HBO Max, and set up their own streaming services and go, no, no, we'll take those back. Thank you very much for making the world aware of streaming. We're now going to take these back and give you that. Netflix, meanwhile, are left with pumping $200 million into their original IPs, and they suck. And on top of that, they're trying to find a way to eliminate people sharing from different households, which is also going to just create a problem. And people will tell you to fuck off. Of course. Of course. And I think 
You can pitch me on this now. 21 minutes on episode number 193 of the Moving Mount Rushmore podcast. I don't think Netflix are going to last much longer. I'm not saying streaming is going away. I don't no, think it's Netflix Streaming is well established now. But Netflix. I, it's funny because I was reading an article today and I was wondering myself, how long is Netflix going to be around for? It's the originator. Yeah, unless competition they, is... What's, what's frustrating with them is that when it comes to like making series... They do pretty well. Like original series, they're good. You know, Making a Murderer, um, you've got The Witcher, you've got Squid Game. Like their series are pretty good. It's their movies. They're so fucking bad. So here's the thing. And this is where it gets challenging. It's, it's sad because Netflix worked because it was a hub. The same different streaming platforms you mentioned it was good to find it all in one place. Mm. What's sad now is that you have to pay for multiple streaming platforms to be able to catch something. Paramount over here, Disney over here, Warner down there, you know? And that's where it's going to be a challenge. And But I agree with you. Uh, 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 Netflix, I've not been excited for a Netflix movie. Ever. I have, on the other side, been very excited for a Netflix TV series coming back. You know, you... It's very rare, even when Bright, which I think was the first of the Netflix movies, that kind of caught a buzz. But nothing was really followed that. And then there was that god-awful thing Batista done, and what was the other one, Rock done with the golden egg and all that shit? Like, no one actually gives a flying shit. Whereas people will be like, have you seen Squid Games? Have you seen you? Have you, you know, people talk about the series. Yeah. You know? And that that's, maybe that's what they've become. Just a serial streaming service. Let, let the others do what they have to do and just create the content there. Stranger Things is another good example of one that's been really popular. The Emmy-nominated Stranger Things now. Not that I think it deserves an Emmy nomination, but it's very good. There's a Stranger Things um, experience at the moment. And I, I, I partly want to go. The other half of me is that I've not watched enough Stranger Things to care. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, this is the thing. And it's swept the world. Ozark. People are going crazy for it. Ozark, another good example. There you go. I mean, the, the king of the series is still HBO Max. Yeah. They, they're, they're the kings. You know, they got Game of Thrones. Amazon are punching above their weight now. That new Lord of the Rings trailer looks fucking fantastic. Like, I, I know people are still going to be like, but the dwarves are black. It's like, yes, I have issues with the underground people being black. Like, of all the races, that isn't the one you should have picked. Like, black elves, I'm like, cool. Like, that's, I got no issue with that. We've even seen black elves in other places before, but. The people that live underground, like the pasty white people, that's the people, ooh, okay. <laughs> it's not going to overly bother me. It's just going to make me raise an eyebrow like, why them? <laughs> like, of all the, hmm. Too much science in your fantasy, my friend. That's the problem. I get, that. I get you. I get you. It yeah. might be that. Uh, Billy Martin says, Nico, have you been to America before? I have, New York. And I should be going to Los Angeles next year to see WrestleMania. Um, hopefully with AJ. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, my man. Um, but, 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 oh, God, lots of comments have come in. Jesus, guys, I can't go through more, all of them here, but I hear you, fuck Amber Heard, Christopher Lee pirate movie, The Devil Shit Pirates. Thank you, guys. Pedro Santos is here. Opa, opa, opa. Hello, Pedro. Uh, I think I saw Riri Thomas there as well, which I didn't read out Riri's comment. Where's Riri? I'm sure I saw Riri somewhere. Hey, Riri. Riri's here. Sorry, I've just got here. Looking forward to finding out about more boat movies as have not seen many. Also, what do you think about Ryan Gosling appear, apparently being cast as Ghost Rider? I don't buy it. 
There's, listen, it's the build-up to Comic-Con. It's the build-up to D23. The best advice I could give anyone, and this is just, and I'm sure you guys know this, and I'm not spouting anything new here. Any rumor that comes out between now and the next few weeks, ignore it. There's a lot of confirmation coming soon. There's a lot of confirmation coming soon. And what people are trying to do now is they're trying to second guess the studios so that when the studios make their announcements, they're like, you see, we told you we're a reliable source. It's like, no, I've heard fucking one rumor saying Jason Siegel being cast as uh, the thing in the upcoming She-Hulk series. Now, while I actually like that piece of casting, I don't buy it. Fair enough. So really, I'm, like I'm going to set the level of disappointment. I don't think I'm that great this week. I've got films, and I'm like, yeah, I wish I had more depth. Don't get oh, me wrong. Really? I've got films. I've got films, but it's not like, hey. Easy go-tos, I think, is kind of the answer. Okay. Well, because, again, for the people who have joined us a bit later, just a reaffirmation, we are excluding Titanic and Jaws from this list because, duh. And also, we speak about those movies too much. It's kind of like a mini deletion, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> a one-app deletion. Literally, a one-app deletion. But, Bo, I've got a really nice fucking milli-millo of lots of classics. I've gone... wasn't expecting that, but I've got lots of classics this week. I've got one or, two, one or two B movies. Um, some modern ones, which I think are really good. Yeah, I've got, I've got a really nice mix, actually. I'm proud of my list. There's one, like, I've gone for it and I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of time on the boat. And I'm, I'm just hoping people agree with me because otherwise I'm kind of, well, I've got a backup in case. But, yeah, I'm, I'm that weak this week. But, hey, it is. Gavin Man asking, did one of you guys have the grey man on your most anticipated list? Guilty. I did. We both did. Both yeah. of us. Fucking stupid us. We were actually believing a Netflix movie could be good. And yeah. don't pull Roma. Just... Netflix bought the rights to Roma after it was made. They weren't involved with the production. That wasn't a Netflix movie. They distributed it. There's a big fucking difference. I think in some areas, Operation Mincemeat was also Netflix. I, I, I've not that seen it, but like it had a cinema release. It's not Netflix. Guys. Um, Taki says, hello, Taki, by the way. Best thing, next, net, best thing Netflix ever had is The Last Dance. Yeah, the Michael Jordan series, right? That was good. Oh, cool. That was good. That was good. Um, Pedro Sancto says, who, special episode from LA next year? If my partner in crime wishes to join me, fuck yes. Wishes, wishes yeah, because, you know, yeah. Small free grand wish there. Yeah, of course I do. It's not cheap, but come on. It's five nights, it's a lot of wrestling, and it's fucking LA, brother. It's like oh, the two things right. we love, movies and wrestling in one place. Listen, I get it. I get it. But hey, we, we shall see. Pedro Sancto says, I'm guessing AJ's got Anaconda on. He says, why are you doing AJ dirty like that? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm not here to deny it. I'm just, yeah. He's new first this week, my friend. Oh, cool. Well, guess what? Here we go. Prediction concluded. Here it is. Bang. Oh, do you know what? Shit. Shall we tell people what the show's about? before? I... It would be good. Oh, there we go. I'm getting all excited now. <laughs> fucking idiot Punch not only we've got to tell people what the show's about we've got to do a poll and we've got to do some punts uh, some plugs fucking you've got me punting already so slow your horses Buster Brown <laughs> so 
Here's how the show works. It's a best, it's a top ten show between two best friends from school. How does it work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come right back here into recording, sweaty and nasty and swollen, and deliver to you, the silver screen dudes, our individual top tens. This week, AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will then deliver my bottom three. AJ will deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. And then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are rounding off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a high position, the person will say, as already mentioned... <laughs> <laughs> already displayed, not said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yes, and we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the high position. Jesus Christ, I'm swollen. The dentist has fucked me, bro. Um... Once we have both rounded off our individual top tenets, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential, diverse, must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top ten movies on a boat, excluding Titanic and Jaws. You got it. Right. So back to the prediction. Fulfilled. Prophecy fulfilled. No, no, no. Still not. Still not. Still not. Bring it down. Yes, this is true. Sorry, this is heat. This is heat getting the best of me. I can't ever do another show on a Wednesday. Tuesdays only. Right, guys. So what happens after we, the Silver Screen dudes, create the must-see? Do you know what? It's because I was called out. When you call me out, I get called out. I'm just, you know, like when you call Marty McFly yellow. Like, nobody calls me yellow. I'm like, oh, cool. You got it. So once we, (laughs) Silver Screen dudes, have had the ultimate challenge of creating the four must-see movies, the challenge gets even harder. For you, the screeners. Why? Because you guys will have to head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore, but more importantly, at Movie Polls for you, because good old JT from We Love Movies will be posting the poll of our full film. And it's at that point that you will get to choose not four, not three, not two, but one. Yes, you get to crown one film to be the best of the best of the best, El Capitan, El Numero Uno. And to quote Highlander, in the end, there can be only one. So last week, our topic was. Last week, our topic was the top actor injuries you see. In the movie. And our contenders were? Our contenders were Jim Caviezel being flailed in Passion of the Christ, Stallone literally breaking his ribs in First Blood, uh, Tom Cruise breaking his ankle in Mission Impossible 6, not 7, and Jackie Chan uh, nearly killing himself in Police Story. Amongst many other films. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go... And I think it's quite unfortunate because the guy went through a shit ton of pain. Not that any of the others didn't. Jim Caviezel, because I don't know how many people are aware of the injury. No, sir. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Stallone. No, sir. This is absolutely terrible. Tom Cruise. No, sir. People shout on Jackie. That's disrespect. It is disrespect, isn't it? <laughs> do you know when you're going like no, no, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Okay, you shout on Jackie. That's Jackie fine. Chan came in at four with eighteen percent. It's not fucking. It's not Coach, Coach Carter's Carter. territory. But, uh, you know, eighteen percent's all right in a poll of four. I'm sure the injury hurt more than the poll and rating, so he's all right. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm just going to go back into the order that I'm going with. Jim Caviezel, Passion of the Christ. Yes, sir. Twenty-three percent. Again, I think people are more aware of Mission Impossible 6. I'm going to say Stallone at number No, sir. Ah. Um, There was only 1% separating 3 and 2. Jim Caviezel with Passion got 23%. Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible 6 got 24%. Stallone kind of ran away with it. 35% for First Blood. Well, congratulations, Slyer. I hope it was worth it. 
But yeah, congratulations. Now, there's, there's one little thing I would like to just put out today. Um, I'm not going to plug buy me a coffee this week simply because I think your money this week can be put somewhere better if you're willing to part with it. Um, down in the description below, there is a link called Help for uh, Nastaya. Now, this is something that my wife started recently. It ends on the 31st of July, so it's pretty much good for this episode only. Um, the full details are there, but the tall and short, let me just read, it's a small paragraph of what Anya's written. I've started this collection to help Ukrainian refugee Nastaya with nursery fees. Nastaya is a young mom who had, who had to flee her country with her two-year-old daughter, Ava. Ava's dad stayed behind to fight for their country. Nastaya settled in Poland and is trying to rebuild her life here. She was recently able to find a job, but it requires her to send Ava to nursery. Having left everything behind and starting with only minimum wage, Nastaya is struggling to pay for the nursery and tries to save money on everything, including her own food. It's heartbreaking, and I was hoping that with this collection, we would be able to make her life a little bit easier. Thanks, Anya. So... Yeah. My wife is just the best person ever, um, as is everyone who's tried to help out with this Ukrainian crisis. Look, the, the, the school fees are not much. We're talking, you know, it's Poland. So in the, in the scope of school fees, it's £150 a month for the school fees. Like, it's really not much. What's amazing is that there's already £500 that's been raised. Already raised. So this is three months of nursery already paid. The link is down below. If you do want to help, you know, a woman in crisis who's literally having to live through one of the most barbaric times in the modern age, there's a link to that below. It's called Help Nastaya. Anything you guys are willing to contribute would be great. Yes, please do, guys. Please do. And I'm seeing a lot of comments here, guys. Let me just reiterate once again. No submarines as well. We will do submarines in a separate top 10 list. Indeed. Now, Adrian, you can go. Right. Prophecy fulfilled. Can you guess what it is yet? <laughs> okay. In at number 10, Anaconda. It's very good you say that, Adrian, because that is my number nine. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, Anaconda is one of those films that we've brought up a few times, but we're talking the, the boat ride through the Amazonian jungle. And the killer snake along the way. Um, is it is it John Voight the one the, the, the mysterious man who's John Voight? Plant? Yeah, John Voight, John Voight. The, the man who is willing to take this film crew along the Amazon jungle because he's got a he he has got a bee in his bonnet and he's got his own vendetta despite <laughs> taking him on board. Um, yeah, crazy batshit B movie fun with Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Lopez, Luke Wilson, Eric Stoltz, Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah. Sorry, it's not Pete Postlethwaite. It's Jonathan Hyde, the dad from Jumanji. Yes, from um, Jumanji. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, Danny fucking Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're doing well Danny when you Trejo, yes, Danny exactly. Trejo in your movie. Love you, Danny. Yeah, yeah, it, but it, it doesn't tend to be Oscar Oscar bait with um, good old Machete <laughs> in your casting. It, it's just not. Let's be honest. You kind of know what you're in for. Crazy but fun. Just, crazy fun. Just saying, I really hope that Apocalypse Now is number one today. 
it would be were it not for the fact that I've talked about that movie a million and one times over the course of the five seasons. I'm really using this opportunity to bring some new movies to the table this week, guys. Do you know what? I done fucked up. I could have added that. That would have possibly eliminated. It's not too late. Oh, Anaconda's there. It's all good. Uh, Anaconda quite... should be there. Yeah, but listen, I'm quite fond of my number one, and I, I'm not too sure. Like, yeah, it's fine. It is where it is. You forgot I missed about it. I, I don't know. Really? It unless, unless something is omitted as no, that doesn't count, then yeah. Um, You're ready with Apocalypse now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to find the poster, but yeah. Look, it's stupid fun, this movie. It's basically Jaws and the Amazon, isn't it? They've even got fucking snake vision. Like, they do the, literally the exact same <laughs> trick as that. they do in Jaws. Um, I saw Anaconda the once on Channel Four once, and that, that it's like I remember it. I remember it being crazy. I'm having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. It was never. Despite like my rantings of of the big booty biatch last week, and I maintain cunt. Um, this is the one movie I actually can tolerate Jennifer Lopez in. I feel like I have another J Lo film that wasn't too bad, but I. I was kind of getting into Hustle, but once we finished the Hustle episode, where I left it is where it stayed. It's just the nature of the podcast, guys. There's no time to go back. <laughs> you noticed that last week. But no, I, I have a lot of fun with this movie. It's about a film crew. They go deep into the Amazon looking for a, a, you know, a native tribe called the Shiri Shama. Nice pull there. Um, and yeah, they start being systematically picked off by this giant fucking anaconda. It's as simple as that. Yeah. There's, there's no more depth to it than that. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. Right. In at number nine for me, I'm not sure if you've mentioned this before. Someone's mentioned it to me, and I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. Some places know it as The Boat That Rocked. Others know it as Pirate Radio. What is this? Definitely so it not wasn't me. You. <laughs> it wasn't you. So this has um, Kenneth Branagh. It also has a string. Uh, uh, oh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman, and a no. lot of like English actors along the way. We've got um. Oh, what's the guy who sang the Christmas song at Love Actually? Why is he blanking from? Bill me? Nye. Yeah, Bill Nye, and um. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm legit blanking, guys. Um, Wednesdays are not kind to AJ. No, time is not kind to AJ at the moment. If you knew how tired AJ was, it's unbelievable. But um, Reese Efans, that's it. I don't even need to open this. So it's literally Spider Man, bro. Come on, bro. It doesn't matter right now. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no death taxes in comic books today. So it's like, I did try. I did try. I was like, I wonder if Aquaman has a boat, but I didn't even watch it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's actually, yeah. It's actually the story of a pirate radio, which is just in the middle of the sea, and it transmits to the UK. So... <laughs> Sorry, that was really funny. It's in the middle of that. I was going to say the river, and I'm like, no, it's not in the middle of the Thames. It is in the, the sea. <laughs> yeah, it's in the middle of the sea, and it just transmits to the UK. And people all over the UK in the 60s were tuning into this pirate radio station who were playing, like, pop and rock music. Um... It was quite interesting as a film. It's meant to be, it's dubbed as a comedy drama. You know, when they advertise something as a comedy drama, you're only going to get one or the other. And I felt more drama. Like, I, it wasn't mega drama, but it wasn't overly funny either. Dramedy um, is a very fucking fine line to tread. There's only one director working today that I think does it perfectly, and that's Taika Waititi. 
Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't like overly hilarious or anything, but it was it was it was a nice film that shows you this challenge. Now, as much as it's meant to have been, I believe this pirate radio actually did exist and they, they transmitted 24 hours a day, right? The weird thing about it is, is that it's like the government are trying to shut it down and you've got um, Kenneth Branagh, who's got this guy, who is also who's also in another boat movie. I, know, I don't even know his name, so I can't mention him. But that guy is trying to shut down the pirate radio, so he's trying to infiltrate in there and his name's Twat and I thought that was meant to be the comedy. Like, oh, okay, Mr. Twat is the guy trying to cut them down. But it's like the government are trying oh, to no, stop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I was like, oh, is that if that's what's meant to be the comedy? I don't know. But it's the government trying to shut down this station. And the part that I was like, if you're really trying to convince me that this is a story, it's like, because all we want to transmit is classical music. Who doesn't like classical? And I was like, fuck off with that. Like that that's not what you were trying to con- convince. But maybe it was. Maybe in the 60s, I doubt it, but that's what they're trying to show. And it's just this really weird bohemian life that takes place on this boat like every saturday they will invite random guests to take a small boat onto their boat that's where they'll hook up with different people they had this law that no women were allowed on the boat unless they were married there was like this really weird lifestyle that you were just taken into on a journey of and it was weird where do you fun. find these movies as in how did i watch them or how do i find them to be aware of them those, those are two very different the, the latter the latter Google. I'm aware of the first. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just Google it. I'm literally like from, from something about and you'll see the image come up. It's there. But for some reason, it's come up before and someone else has told me about this film and I was like, let me give it a shot. And it, it, it was, it was a good watch. It was a good watch. I, it, I'm not going to say it was like the most amazing film I've ever seen, but it's a nice watch. An interesting journey. And there's this young lad who's joined in this journey to Bill Nighy's um, Godfather. And he's just like, He's meant to be quite turbulent, and this was the place they sent him to, like, learn to settle down. And someone's discovered, like, well, maybe it's because this wasn't the place we would send someone to settle down. And this guy doesn't know his dad. It's like, could it be that your father is actually working on this boat? And that has him now on an investigation to try and find his dad. It's a weird but enjoyable movie to watch. Is the best way to Well, listen, you've, you've got a few people's... You've got a few people's seal of approval here, notably Ali. (laughs) Thank you, Ali. Yeah. (laughs) I think Ali was the one who said it was disappointing. Ali calling for re-siphons. Pedro saying pirate radio was fun. Gavin Mann saying, is this another AJ Leftfield puppet movie? (laughs) There were no puppets in this. There were no puppets, Gavin. Sorry. And Bill Nye's in it. Ali Kamza says Chris O'Dowd. It has a great soundtrack. Kenneth Branagh playing the uppity British official. He's one Jeez. of these ministers, like, determined to shut down pirate radio by a new year. back full circle, made by Richard Curtis of Blackadder fame. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I went up with Googling to get the picture of the, the, the film, the poster of the film, and I was like, Tim Pirate Radio, I actually saw the real-life boat, and I was like, fuck me, like, it actually did exist. I don't know the full st- history behind it. And Annie Camden says, wasn't Emma Thompson? Yes, Emma Thompson was the mum indeed. Jesus, so it's got quite a hefty cast. It's got, it. it's got a cast in it. It's got a cast in it. It's he just knows. weird. Like, there's a guy from the IT crowd in it as well. Big Welsh dude. Like, he's in it. It's, it's mad. Big it's Welsh mad. dude. <laughs> Is that what I'm the movie was? He might not even be Welsh, now that I think of it. That's not a Welsh accent. But, yeah. Big is. dude. <laughs> that's what, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. On a Wednesday. No names, just the big dude. <laughs> Gregor Tremaine, the mountain from Game of Thrones. <laughs> No, not that big. 
Pedro Sanctos schooling me though. Several people do dramedy really well nowadays, Nico, such as Nicole Holof, Holof Sena, I'm going to say, and Alexander Payne is a master of that genre. I should familiarize myself with them then. So Chris O'Dowd was the big dude. For the benefit, he was Irish. Trump was also in it. January Jones is in it. Yeah, there's a few people. And Gavin Mann telling you Chris O'Dowd is Irish. Thank you, Gavin. I'm just upset at this point. I'm not going to lie. A bit of I a think on to your next selection, age. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just move on. Right. In at number eight, you knew I was going to bring it up. Mad Max on water. Dry land is not a myth. Didn't. Of course I did, man. It's water world. It's water world. That's, uh, okay. What? All you. Go. It's all it's me. All you. All you. All right. No, it's this crazy film where people literally have to survive because the polar ice caps have melted. So man now lives exactly on boats. There's no, there's no, there's no land. And there was this this belief that they can find it. You've got Dennis Hopper as the crazy villain and Kevin Costner as version one of The Deep from The Boys because he's half man, half fish at some point. And he's the one who's helping Jean Triplehorn and the young lady who's... Oh, isn't she dressed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she caught a lot of attention. Jean Triplehorn, oh, my she word. She caught a lot of attention in this film. But it's just mad craziness like the same way you can have anaconda as a bit of crazy fun this is my water crazy fun as much as i had anaconda in there as well i i i will forever defend water world as a film that just was batshit crazy that i was like this is fun i love it listen i've got one or two entries on this list anaconda being one of them which we've already mentioned which is stupid and i've got another one which is dumb fun i've got no issue with dumb fun I still you have an issue with kevin costner there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, if I was to ever rewatch Waterworld, I might be like, this sucks. But the, the treasured when memory... When was the last time you saw it, AJ? Oh, we are talking over 20 years ago. Wow, I think you should rewatch it. I don't know. I don't want to Just damage... Just the Gene Horn butt scene, because it has not aged. Well, there we go. There we it's go. wonderful. I, mean... it's fuck, I don't care what I sound like right now. It's a thing of beauty. Gene Triple, I don't know how that woman didn't have a bigger career. <laughs> Just based on our shot. I was like, give her an Oscar. Yes. <laughs> Jessica Albert, who cannot act, made a career off the table dance scene. Yeah, this is also true. This is there was true. a lot less revealing. Although, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Every boy at school in our generation saw that table dance scene and went, so she's my favorite actress. <laughs> Meryl who? No, 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 no. Can Meryl Streep do a table dance? Fuck off, Meryl. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> I was going to say she might shock you one day, but that's... that's Listen, it's Meryl. I'm sure she probably could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, this is the thing. This is the thing, you know. Older doesn't mean incapable. <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis, True Lies, here's looking at you. Ooh, right. Brother. There we go. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, like... <laughs> Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis is like not from this world. <laughs> this is also true. This is also she's true. from like she's gift from a higher power. Planet JLC. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's just as much as I've I've, I've kind of summarized it. You've got sea pirates. You've got the half man, half fish who's taking, reluctantly taking people to dry land, which he's aware that he's seen before. And yeah, that's 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 what it Billy Mount's asking me, Nico, are you mixed on Waterworld? No, here's the thing. I like Waterworld. I 
fucking hate Kevin Costner. What annoys me about Kevin Costner is he's got the world full thinking he's good. He's not good. He's fucking awful. Like, watch Robin Hood and tell me Kevin Costner is a good actor. It's, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Ali Kams is right. Dennis Hopper having the time of his life in that movie. Yeah. Dennis Hopper was all sorts of For fun sure. in that movie. Sure. He's great. Um, Taki says, Waterworld isn't anywhere near as bad as reputation suggests. I agree with that. Back during a time when action movies didn't care and just went for it. Agreed. That's a perfect that's a perfect yeah. line for, for Waterworld. Yeah. Action movies just going for it. it. The more explosions, the better. It didn't it didn't require anything else. It was proper dumb, mate. And the <laughs> thing is, is that it, it you know, it was it was like oh, it's funny you mentioned Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Because it was like if true lies was on water and shit. <laughs> That's kind of water world. It's like, yeah, it's got the over-the-top boom bang and it's got some butt shots, but it's like it's just not it's good. just not the same. It's just not the same. <laughs> it's just not good. Oh, the best relationship in the fucking movie, Kevin Costner and his boat. Yeah, best acting the boat's ever done. Had to feed had to keep Kevin Costner propped up. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Oh, Billy Mount says, I don't know how Costner could have still have a bigger career before this and the postman ruined his career. The fact that he's still acting scares me. Scares me. Leave him alone, he was a good parkent. To your credit, he actually was a good parkent. I especially like the part where he disappeared from the screen. Stop being such an ass. It's true, though. <laughs> it's true, though. Uh, he comes and says, Jamie Lee Curtis and everything everywhere all at once is a chef's kiss. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is a big chef's kiss. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places is a chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Mount Nico, speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, what do you think of the Halloween Ends trailer? Absolutely pumped for it. I haven't seen any of these new Halloween movies, much to my detriment, because I've actually heard they're fucking good. So I need to get on that train. Yeah, um, yeah. I really do need to get on that train. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so that was your bottom three, yes? Yes. Sir. All right. My number 10, I'm going to go old school. And it's 10. People are going to be like, how is a classic that low? Well, it's, it's should have it, it stayed a classic, if you see what I mean. It's aged horribly. But it still has its place in cinema history. I hope I've got this right. I'm going with the Poseidon Adventure. Hello, wife. On Disney Plus, right? It is on Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I fucked up and missed that one. Oh my god, Anya's on screen for the first time. Hi, Anya. Hi. You all just saw my wife. Hi, can I have a kiss? Yeah. I don't want to kiss on camera. Okay, fine. Yeah. Worth a try. Um, yeah, look, Poseidon. Oh, by the way, I did your. Uh, help, help, uh, Nastia. Nastia, yes, I've done that. Shout out thank for you. you. Thank you. Say thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, who's your daddy? <laughs> 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 Look, the the Adventure, yes, it's on Disney Plus. Um, it's not long, it's like an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes long. It's got Gene Hackman in it. What I find really funny, if you look at this poster, it's got this like list of people and it's like, okay, Ernest Borgnine, I'll give you. But the other one, and Leslie Nielsen, of course, I'll give you. 
But the other ones, it's like, stop trying to make out that this is an ensemble movie. It's not. One of them, I sound, it sounds so bad, but she looks like the annoying neighbour from Bewitched. Like, I can't actually it tell is you. the annoying neighbour from Bewitched. Is it? <laughs> okay, well, there you go. <laughs> um, look, it, it's very simple in premise, the movie. It's this, uh, it's a ship that, you know, does the Titanic and sinks. Um, now, what's interesting is that it's this rogue wave that hits the ship, yeah? And so the ship's essentially hull up, you know, the, the, the top of the ship is, if you imagine this is the water, this is the bottom of the ship above water, the bottom of the ship is underneath the water. So what's cool about the movie is the sets, because essentially the actors are acting in upside down rooms. Yeah. So it's quite cool, it's all practical. It's cool, they're acting in upside down rooms and the idea is they're having to try and escape the ship somehow, try and make it into the hull and try and break through because the hull, there's a part of the hull towards the propellers, which is weak, which is you know, where water goes through normally. Um, some people make it, some people don't. The way that people make it and don't is interesting. The part that has aged horribly, and I mean horribly, AJ, is the, is the actual disaster. Is the, okay. is the ship yeah, tipping yeah, up? Yeah. I, I, can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> Bro, it's just that it, even for the 1970s, there was some shit on here that I'm like, that is inexcusable. <laughs> no, no, but really, it was like, there was, there was like, <sighs> this is real, I'm not lying here. For reasons beyond understanding, some chairs and tables stayed glued to the ceiling while others fell. And it wasn't a kind of like blinking you're missing. It's like, no, no, there's people hanging from tables. I'm like, why is the table still on the ceiling when the other tables have fallen down? That doesn't make sense. And the way that they did the animation for the people like falling from like, you know, top to bottom or bottom to top, depending on which way you look at it. Imagine if you film someone like vertical profile with an iPhone moving like, ah, that way, and then you flip it that way, and it looks like they're falling down. That's literally what they've done. No, what you're doing is in the movie. So you've got literally people, it happens like this. Ah! It's fucking awful. And listen, I know Gene Hackman's in this. I know this is meant to be like a seminal disaster movie. There is some shit in here that is unforgivable. Like, yeah, for the 70s, for the 70s, even for the 70s, it is unforgivable. That's what I'm for saying. For the 70s, time. it's not as it's not as old as it sounds. As much as there's a lot of shit that's you know what you think is 30 years old compared to what it really is. Like the 70s, yeah, it should have some shit on point, man. But Star Wars came out a few years later, no, just from, from some fucking perspective. Jaws, fucking, you know, was in and around then. You know, it's like. <laughs> there is some inexcusable shit in this movie but interestingly once the disaster has happened it gets interesting again it's a bit of a slow burn considering it doesn't have that much to deliver uh, which is why it's my number 10 but for the cinephiles out there who want to see an old gene hackman disaster movie it's on disney plus go give it a watch you could do a lot worse disney plus uk i always want to get disney plus UK. thank you stuff are so different across the let me across the seas. <laughs> Hello, Anya, says Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah, and Pedro Sancto says, how about the Poseidon remake with Dennis Quaid? Did not care for that either. As far as I'm so concerned... So I was aware that there was a Poseidon and this. It, it, it's the same film. It's a remake of it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Okay. 
like for like it's it's literally like if the modern day Lion King was a remake for the animated Lion King. It's like that. It's nearly shot for Crazy shot. Like the Lion King. Just with people falling um, properly this time. Billy Mountains, is this available on the Disney Plus in the US? Couldn't tell you that, Billy. Um, it should be, but not guaranteed. Uh, Gavin Mann says, when the boat starts to capsize in Titanic, they put the actors on flat trolleys to make it look like they were sliding down the deck. Yes, see, now that's cool. That's a good bit of ingenuity there. Like that. Um, but yeah, all of this talk about, oh, the Poseidon remake, the Poseidon adventure, the Poseidon adventure. I'm like, I've seen both of them. I'm still to see anything good. Ooh, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Like, I don't. Really, I, if the remake had the premise. Like, if the original's good, the remake with the right technology should have just smashed it out of the water. No pun intended. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it, did <laughs> no, it, wasn't. it did not. It did not. So, yeah, Anaconda was my number nine. Uh, my number eight, I'm only, I don't know if this is a punt or not. I'm only guessing punt based on the fact that we spoke the other day and you mentioned this movie. And it's one I've seen. It's my number eight. Uh, Russell Crowe, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. So, do you know the funny thing about this film? It's not a punt. Okay. Yeah? Now, I've seen this film, or parts of this film, and I know I've brought it up in previous um, pods, right? I tried to watch this film, and if I'm honest, it felt like the cure to penicillin. I just could not get into it. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't, for the life of me, get into it again. I don't know what I saw the first time, but this film... And I'm talking, I lost new other films because of this film, trying to get into it. Yeah. I've seen it, but I know it's meant to, and I I just could I I, I didn't even finish it this time. Bro, Bro, do you know what I think this movie's guilty of? In a movie I'm going to talk about in my next bracket, it's going to sound like I'm contradicting. So let me preface this now. I've got no issue with the movie telling a simple story, being contained, knowing it's simple, and just being charming, yeah? Mm -hmm. For all intents and purposes, this is a very simple story and they tried to make it grandiose. That's what I think it's guilty of. It's like, wow, you're really making much ado about not very fucking much, are you? It's like, there there were parts of it that I found engaging and interesting. Like, I like the idea of this, this, this captain who's supposedly lucky and who finally meets his match and is a bit down on his luck. And this other captain outsmarts him constantly. I like the fact that this experienced captain in Russell Crowe is literally up against the ship, which completely outmans and outmuscles him. And the captain is his equal. Um, I like the fact that it showed some interesting maritime ship battles without being too bombastic. I like the, I don't remember if you remember this part, I like the kind of raft they put off the back which made it look like the ship's rear light. And when yeah, the other yeah. ship blew that up, you know, there was some interesting shit going on. This part, that visually, it had me. Yeah. Story, I was just like, what am I doing? It's a snooze. It is a bit of a snooze. They make a big deal about not very fucking much. It's like ship chases ship. That's it. Yeah. Maybe that was the problem with Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> He's consistent. He's consistent. Um, Look, it's. I like Russell Crowe. I always like Russell Crowe. I think if I think 
And I, I mean this. I think if Daniel Day-Lewis hadn't been alive for the last 20 years, people would be talking about Russell Crowe as the finest actor on the planet. I genuinely believe that. There are parts of Russell Crowe I like. There are other films he cheeses me off. Oh, for sure. Maybe, possibly, but I'm just like, yeah, like... Yeah. Sure. Even Love and Thunder. I I appreciate he done the no, good I liked him. I liked him. Come on. He was funny. <laughs> he was. He was. He, he, I don't know. Maybe good. I want it. I don't know. No good. He made me laugh in Thor, Love and Thunder. He's an old fat man now, and he was owning that. Like, come on. I get that. Don't get me wrong. Everything he'd done, he'd done well. I don't know. Maybe because it's Russell Crowe, I expected more. I don't know. It's weird. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, as a standard role, it was great. But because it's him, I was maybe, I maybe gave him too much estimation. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, Ali Kamza says, that's a great movie. I love the atmosphere of it. Um, Pedro Sancto says Master and Commander was great Gavin Mann says since boats and dinosaurs aren't producing great lists what about dinosaur oh fuck you know there's going to be something like that I mean there is the final scenes of Jurassic World 2 but I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> very good uh, Billy Mount says Nico there's also a made for TV Poseidon Adventure remake from 2005 with Steve Gutenberg now I'd try I'd give that a try why not um, I would definitely give that a try. Ali Kamza says, Master and Commander makes me sad that there aren't more historical boat movies. Hmm. Keep watching, Ali. We've got some coming up. And what's all this hate on the Jeremy Irons? I love Jeremy Irons. Where did that come from? I didn't even hear you say Jeremy Irons. Where, how? What? Am I missing a oh, joke, Ali? I'm really no, no, sorry. No, I get it because you said Crow is the greatest actor of the modern era. Oh. I did not for Day-Lewis. Yeah. I, I stand by that. Um, Jeremy Irons. Sorry, AJ. I, Pedro Santos says, "Did you guys see Ridley Scott's White Squall? I love that movie. Not seen it. Um, and you've not seen it. It's really good. Really, 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 really good. It's kind of like Stand by Me on a boat. It's really, really good. Really good. Um, didn't quite make the list though, Pedro. But I think I brought up White Squall once or twice. And again, I'm really trying to put movies in I haven't spoken about much. Um, and Andy Kemser says, Crow was really good in Cinderella Man, which not a lot of people talk about. Fucking fantastic film. Crow is fantastic. I stand by that. But do you know what? I, where Master and Commander lost me was with the ending. So spoilers, I apologize, but it's a 20-year-old movie now. Um, <laughs> by this point, you would have seen it. Um, seen Matilda yet? <clears throat> Sorry. Huh? Seen Matilda yet? Oh, I'll suck my own dick then, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I talk about the ending then, sir? I mean, go for it. Uh, yeah. You remember it, the ending or not? As I said, I wanted to watch it because it was one of those films that blurred, but it's not going to kill me to. So, to capture the friendship, obviously. Um, and when he's going into the cabin to look for the for the captain, for the captain to surrender, he comes into the doctor's room, the captain's dead, and the doctor introduces himself I'm Dr. Arvitili, Monsieur Capitaine. Uh, the captain, before he died, wanted me to, pre to present you with his soul, which is, you know, a uh, token of, of surrender. Yeah. So Crow he makes his first mate, the captain of the other vessel, sends it on a mission. And then as he's back down with his doctor, played by fucking Vision, Paul Bettany, um, uh, Crow's talking about how he met the other, the other ship's daughter and Bettany's like, it's not possible, he died months ago. And it's like, right, okay, so what, is the big twist now that the captain's still alive? It's like, 
it's still kind of like, it doesn't matter because he's got his whole fucking fleet on the other boat. So even if the captain is still alive, it's kind of not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, you're making a big deal about not very much again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, surprise. Done. That, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Taki says the next three days is a good Russell Crowe thriller. Yep. Seen it. Love it. Gavin Man laughing at your Matilda comment. <laughs> uh, Pedro Sancto says, I'd pick Christian Bale or Denzel over Russell Crowe, but to each their own, he's a solid pick for sure. Uh, AJ will tell you how much I've got a hard on for Christian Bale. Indeed. I think I, I think he's better than DiCaprio. I think now, I think Bale's the finest actor on the planet. Now that Crowe's basically a, you know, a, a self-deprecating old fat man and Daniel Day-Lewis has retired... I genuinely believe Bale is the finest male actor on the planet. Yeah, fair argument. It's a strong contender. It's hard to argue against him, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my bottom three, AJ. Over to you, mate. Right. Where are we now? So, in at number seven, Adrift. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah, okay. So this is a true story, actually. Um, the reason it's so low, it's, it's not a bad story. It's about this young lady who, she, she, she's traveling. She's traveling and she's, she meets this guy and they, she, she's working on a shipyard and just like cleaning the boats. She, you know those people, she, a tra not travelers in the Irish sense, but people who just go around <laughs> traveling. Not a pikey. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it. But yeah, you know, they're just... Going around, doing odds and ends and just surviving and just moving along as they go. And um, she meets this guy and they get into a relationship. And you can see them sailing and then it cuts in to a part where the ship has been wrecked. Now, this is where the film kind of lost me. Because had they just done it, instead of doing like flashbacks and going on, I think I would have preferred it a lot more. Mm -hmm. So essentially what's happened is, is that this guy that she works, she she, she meets, and get, meets and gets into a relationship with, mm -hmm. is quite... He's quite knowledgeable on boats and he sells people's boats and what have you. And this old English couple, he's an English guy himself, have asked him to take their boat to, I can't remember where they are, but to sell their boat back to America for them. They'll pay him $10,000 and give him a first class, first class flight back. He's like, okay, I'll do it. Um, shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, but do you mind if I bring the missus along as well? They're like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. Two first class tickets back. However, in this, they get caught in the great storm of 1984, and now the ship get the yacht gets completely destroyed, and um, they're, they're left for fighting for survival. And this actually truly happened. I don't want to get into it, but it's actually a story of a lady who was um, adrift for 41 days before being rescued, and it just shows the survival rate. Now, because you get this flashback of what happened some of the injuries that the guy went through, her learning to hunt and stuff like that in order to survive. Had they just shown her, boy meets girl, go on an adventure, fuck up, retreat, it would have been perfect. But the, the flashbacks just, I, to me, I just started losing a bit of the narrative. Maybe I was just watching it at the wrong time and I didn't have the focus I should have. But it doesn't take away that the film is actually a... Re it's, it's, a it's a nice film. It, I sometimes felt it leaned a bit too much on the lovey-dovey, just not heavily just a touch too much for me 
Sounds it good. Was, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good film. It's a good film. I, I'm not knocking it. Like, did you be like, oh, just made its way in? It's just the way it was told. I would have preferred it another way. Hence, there was that. And you know, like you said, there are some bits that will un like just you can't unsee or un, like it ground ground your gears a bit in in a film. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna. It, it's not a major spoiler to the situation to the film, right? But it's mm-hmm. a situation I heard, and I was like, really. So she's going through all the foods that they've got, all the tin foods that she can use to survive. And she's like, three tins of tuna, this, that, and the other. And she lists it. And then they were like, well, that's not enough to survive. And the the, the boyfriend points over to like a, a grappling hook, or a, a harpoon, sorry. And he's like, well, there's there's lots of protein down in the sea. And her reaction was, I'm not putting anything through pain to survive. And I'm like, but you've just talked about six tins of tuna in a tin. The, the moral high ground is not exactly there, is it? I was just like, shut up. <laughs> like, I shouldn't, but it, it was just something I couldn't unhear. I was like, did she really just say that? But, you know, had she been a vegetarian and now forced to find protein, I would have, but it, it's a real life story, so I shouldn't nitpick that much. But it's a nice film. It's a, it's a, it's a solid film. It actually sounds quite good. Yeah. It actually sounds quite good. Um, got a few got a few comments that have come in here. Tucky. Does anyone remember Russell Crowe and Tugger from South Park? Of course, making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. Of course, I remember that shit. Oh, Ali, my man, you got me. Fighting around the world. You got it, my man, my man, my man. Oh, man, I love it. Um, Ali comes and follows up and says, The Drift is on my list. Haven't seen it yet. Nor me, Ali. That makes two of us. I'm going to check that out. It's on um, Amazon Prime UK. Like, you can find it for Prime. No, no, no payment required. Let me risk. Bit more light in here. It's a Lord of the Rings comment for all of you. My God, it's too hot. Um, Ali comes and then asks, "Is Showboat on anyone's list?" By the way, the 1936 version. No, no, no. Uh, AJ, your number six, please. Uh, oh yeah, seventy-six. Mm-hmm. Losing, losing track here. Wednesday. Bro. Right. Here's one that I always bring up, and I'm always a bit. Hesitant because I'm not a big fan of the director, but I have Apocalypse Now. Life of Pi. So, as you know, I still haven't seen this and I nearly watched it for this, but there were other movies I wanted to watch which took precedence. Bro, I get it. I get it. And this is one of those films. And I, you know, and I, I'm not here to say that it's you're going to hate it or love it. And I, do, I, I, don't I, like I do that, wonder yeah. if you will appreciate it because some of the message can be a bit alchemist you know it's it's a bit of a it has its hidden messages of well if you do this and what's that it, it's it's life lessons taught in in the, in the in in a boat of a young man who's sailing with his family um there's a shipwreck that happens and the boat that the, the escape boat that he's on happens to have him a tiger and i believe there's a bird that comes in after so it, it's these little lessons of survival and lessons that are learned and how he survived and the lessons he learned of how to respect and treat each other along the way. You know, this is the, the this is it. It's a sweet story. Of every Disney movie ever. <laughs> it's not Disney. Uh, um, am I right in saying this? I, I don't know every rock and tree and creature um, as a spirit. Fucking colors of the wind, bro. Uh, am I right in saying? Da, da, da. Yeah, it's an Angley film, but it's an Angley film I will give time to. 
Yeah. It's it's a didn't need to consult again? the list. I could have told you that you didn't need to consult the list. I just I listen, I just wanted to double check myself there before being like, bro, is it? But it's yeah. It's a, it was an interesting film. I appreciated the journey I was taking on with this film. They, you know, like you said, Master and Commander gave you a bit of a, so what, who cares? They tried to give you this f- philosophical ending of, well, if it wasn't this and it was that, would you believe me even more? And it was like, okay. And that was it. But and if I, my aunt had bullets, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> One of those kind of things. Or as, Anya, or as Anya has quite rightfully said, not in this day and age. <laughs> Which I think is fucking brilliant, by the way. She stopped me in my tracks the other day. We were having like quite a heated debate. She's like, what if? And I said, if my aunt had fucking bollocks, she'd be my uncle. And Arnie went, it's 2022, honey. Not really. Okay. (laughs) I stand actually corrected. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, it has a few life lessons along the way, but it's a good watch. I... I remember going in a bit open-minded and came out more refreshed from the film than I, I was. I, I should say, I went in sceptical, left open-minded. I was like, ah, not too bad. But it's angry. I know. I know. I know who I'm, who, which, which evil I'm speaking of. Trust me. But going, going, very, going very, very light on this one, bro. I, yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not sure if you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> you're like, let this list end, please. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about you appreciating this film. Like, I don't know if you. At first, I was like, he will appreciate it, but then the more I, st- today's the first time I've stopped and thought, will he though? He I've never like every other time I brought it up. I know you're like, I'm like, no, give it a shot. No, I'm like, it's angry, and it's a bit Paolo Concello. Hmm, Willie. <laughs> Paolo Coelho. Yeah. And I fuck that guy. <laughs> That fucking guy. That guy is like if Kevin Costner was a writer. He's got the whole fucking world full that he's good. This is a man who is famous for writing lines like, when we are alone, we are alone. Life is strange. It's like, you're not deep, mate. You're not fucking deep. You're playing on people's desire for the subliminal and unknown. You're a wanker. I'm not sure if this film for you. I, it's been to a list of things that annoy me actually. Now oh, on the Rushmore, he's such a dick. Like, if anyone really thinks Paolo Coelho is good, please just Google list of Paolo Coelho quotes. And instead of being sort of <gasps> swept up by the poetic ambivalence of them, stop and think what they mean. And the answer nine times out of ten is fuck all. He's no, just, but you know what? Sometimes I'm organizing words in a certain way to make you think it's deep. It's not deep. But do you know that there's a, there's a very basic line that I've heard and I, I've used it on people enough. Like when people are like, oh, I'm in a rut. I need to change it. I need I need life to change. And I'm not saying it's Paolo, but it's to change your life. You got to change your life. Like stop doing it. You know, Repeating the same thing over and over again is the definition of madness. That's some old Buddhist level shit, mate. If nothing changes, nothing changes. That was said by Theravadas back in the 15th fucking century. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes. Yeah, but there's some. When we are alone, we are alone. Ooh. 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 Shivers down my back with the depth of that one, Paolo. Wanker. He's such a knob, mate. 
Do I do I need to pull up a list of Paolo Coelho quotes just for us to have a laugh here? Like, really? If you wish to, by all means. I, I'm not saying no, no, no. Feel... I feel like I have a point to prove. I don't feel like go, we're on board. Go. I'll, I'll give you five. There. I'll give you five. Five quotes, yeah? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can I work a PT? <laughs> <sighs> Well, Nico's doing that, guys. Please remember that you can click a link at the bottom of this page and you can support a young lady trying to make a difference despite the challenges that she's had to endure. So that, that let, let's support a good cause. Let's, let's let a lady create a career, look up, get her child into childcare and make a life while having to completely, while having lost absolutely everything. I can't remember her name, unfortunately, but um, what was her name, Nick? Uh, Nastaya. Nastaya. So, yeah, I appreciate that right now, if you all could. Let's see. Let's head on over to thy comments. Um, where are we? I thought there were way too many comments. I feel like I, I could be... Um, There's too much here, AJ. I wouldn't know where to start. Pedro says, as a Brazilian, I've read some Paolo Coelho as a teenager and enjoyed it, but it stopped there. As a Paolo teenager, write some great, beautiful songs with a 70s Brazilian rock legend, Raul Seixas. Interesting. Ali Kamza says, I also hate Paolo Coelho, Nico. He's so pretentious and thinks he's changing the world. He's the man, the man of literature. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's Kevin Costner of literature. <laughs> Anyone who watches enough Rushmore knows what annoys Nico. Damn right. Lovely man. Billy Billy says I actually liked Ang Lee's Gemini Man. Oh AJ, that's 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 for you to enjoy that comment. The premise of the premise of Gemini Man was gonna be absolutely freaking awesome. Two I was really excited. Don't call Chris. <laughs> That would fucking but like it looked like a really exciting um concept. The more the film went on, the more I absolutely despised it. I, I just was like, I, I just got bored. I wouldn't say despised, I just got bored. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, really? Is that how you ended? Billy Man also said, sorry guys, I'm going in reverse order because my machine just wasn't having it. Fuck yes, is the answer to that. Do you think the MCU's incredible hope? I'm going to complete it for the pod squad. Do you think the MCU's Incredible Hulk film is better than Ang Lee's Hulk movie? Yes. Now, here we go. Death Taxes is my time to run. Now you got me. Now he's woken up. Ugh. Break off the exhaustion. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Right. I'm black, man. So anyway, here we go. go so, here we go. I remember in an era of Spider-Man coming out and a new wave of... X-Men, Blade. We were like, there's a new wave. And it was like, we can finally see the Hulk. The CG's there. It's not Lou in green paint going, ooh, ah. Like, we are really going to get the monster here. And I was excited as hell for this. Then comes Ang Lee. And Ang Lee says something on Sky Movies. I remember having Sky Movies at the time and having this small interview while they're talking about the film. He's like, I don't want to make the Hulk the Hulk. What I'm going to do with this movie is make the Hulk a Greco-Roman tragedy. And at that point, all the warning signs came up. Like, what has this man just said? 
What has he just said? What are you doing? It's pure and simple. There are some stuff, that, some f- formulas that do not need breaking. And the Hulk is one of them. Injection, mutation. Hulk dogs. <laughs> Don't even start. And to this day, to this day, I have not finished that film. I find mm-hmm. it absolutely boring. I have been tortured in trying to watch that film. I don't even know the runtime of the film, but it feels like four days long. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I, I no, it, it sucked. It absolutely sucked. Ed Norton took that and ran with it so far that he destroyed any mention. I would that. like to mention Eric Banner was not to blame for the failing. Eric Banner was not to blame. He was actually really good. The game from PlayStation was actually really good. Ang yeah. Lee, on the other hand, absolutely sucked. It it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Agree. Agree a thousand percent. Um, do you know the other thing I think the movie actually doesn't get enough credit for? The comic the editing. Yeah, the editing. The comic book strip style editing. I think that was fucking cool. That was awesome. That was awesome. I'm not going to completely... I will not deny credit to something just because I don't like the product. What is good is good and deserves its, its um, recognition. But the film was terrible. It was absolutely bad. I just there was not there was nothing redeeming in it. I just feel the build up to him even becoming the Hulk, this whole build up of this child being injected. I'm not saying don't show it. I'm not saying take a different spin on it because you're entitled to. But it just felt like it went on forever. It right. took too long to get into Hulk mode, and that's what you're here to see. You know, it it drained me. As I said, it felt like a four day long film. Uh, well, bro, I hear that. Gavin Mann is asking, did anyone have any older films? The Longships and Jason and the Argonauts are pretty decent. So I'm a dickhead for forgetting Jason and the Argonauts. Shit. But I've got some good old films coming up now, Gavin. So stay tuned. Um, so we've done your number six, right, AJ? Yes. Are you doing the Paolo quotes or are we leaving it there? No, no, no. no. I literally wouldn't know which one to pick. They're that okay. fucking, there's too many bad ones. Um, in at number seven for me, so I mentioned that I had one other kind of quote-unquote terrible film, you know, in the vein of Anaconda. You mentioned, what was it before? Um, what it was. It was like Bad True Lies. This is like, <laughs> this is like tremors in water, if you can believe it. Deep Rising. I've heard of this one. On Disney Plus. <laughs> this film is so fucking weird. First off, the first thing I'd like to start off with is the cast. Because these are all faces you know, but other than Famke Janssen and Jimon Honsu, these are not names you'd pull. And most of the time you'd see the face and your reaction would be, what's that actor's name? What's he The guy who's always doing this, or the guy who's always doing that. This is like the weirdest fucking ensemble of backup dancers ever but yet it works like i'm gonna name you some names here and i say other than Famke jansen and jim on honsu who we both know yeah yeah like uh, i'll name you these names and you my my guess is you're not going to guess them let's or know see. them and then i'll say he was that person in that movie and you'll be like no shit let's start with the lead the lead actor treat williams oh for some reason, that name does ring a bell. You're proving my point here. Thank you very much. Treat Williams. Is he in a... <sighs> Go on. Big Mosquito. He's the villain in The Phantom. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Jungle movie. <laughs> then you got Funky Anton. Anthony Held. Oh God. Anthony Held. Um. Oh God. God. He's the doctor in Silence of the Lambs and FBI Mystique in the original X-Men. But he's got a face that you recognise instantly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we've got... This one made me go, okay, you are definitely no, but my God, whitewashing. Kevin J. O'Connor. Sorry. Kevin no, J. No, no, no. O'Connor. Don't look it up, mate. No, Don't I, I, up. I, I've, no I've not even heard the name. That's the thing. You know him, I guarantee it. So he was Eagle in Van Helsing. And also, wait, wait, wait for it. One of our favorites, Benny in The Mummy. <laughs> you see what I mean by backup dancers here? And bro, it continues. Wes Studi. He's arguably one of the bigger names. Wes Studi was the villain in Last of the Mohicans. Mm -hmm. Then you've got this one made me go, fuck, Derek O'Connor. Again, he's one of the he's one of the South African racists in Lethal Weapon 2. And what of I love it. <laughs> oh god. And he's Father Everett in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Do you see what Jason Fleming you should know? Yes. Lock, stock, and two smoking yeah, yeah, barrel. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know who he is. Dr. Jackal in yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Cliff Curtis. Do you remember a little movie called Training Day? Yeah. Do you remember when uh, Alonzo abandons Ethan Hawke in that yeah. kind of neighborhood with all the Mexican boys and he's in yeah. the house? He's that guy. It's like, and then we've got Clifton Powell. Who was in, he played Jeff Brown in Ray, Luke, whoever the fuck Luke was in Rush Hour, and Pinky in Next Friday. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> then, then we've got Trevor Goddard. I mean, listen to it. He Pinky. was. That's a joke. Pinky from. So we've got. Yeah, so here we've got Trevor Goddard, who sadly actually passed away during the filming of Pirates of the Caribbean, but he played a character called Grapple in Pirates of the Caribbean and Kano in the original Mortal Kombat. Now, do you see what I mean by a list of backup dancers? Yeah, it's like someone and says, yet, I'm giving you movie. the budget. We want to make a Hollywood movie, but we don't have the this budget. This movie is fucking awesome. Cool. If you like Tremors, it is literally Tremors, on but way more gory, on a big luxury cruise liner in the middle of the sea. Nice. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I, cannot, like, I cannot give away more than that, because there's literally nothing more to give away than that. If you like Tremors, and you're like, Tremors is the shit, you must watch Deep Rising. It is so stupid and fun. It's an hour and 25 minutes. It's on Disney+. Plus. I cannot recommend it enough. If you're in the mood for something dumb and brain dead. Deep rising. Deep rising, mate. Okay. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> Gavin Mann says, backup dancers. Idris. 
<laughs> Could you imagine Idris Elba just popping up? He, he belongs here. Should have cast Idris instead of Clifton Powell. Poor Pinky. <laughs> Tucky says Deep Rising scared the shit out of me as a kid. It's definitely got some fucking scares in it. That's the thing. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Why is this on Disney Plus? <laughs> Um, Pedro Sanchez says Treach Williams was the lead in Hair by Milos Forman. That's cool. He was also the villain in The Phantom. <laughs> Not seen Hair, sorry. <laughs> Pedro Sanchez says Wiz Studi is well known. Yeah, okay, he is, but he's not top tier mm -hmm. echelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is still like he's he's a well known backup. Dancer. Like who 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 said let's go see the Wiz Studi movie? Do you get where we're going with this? I've never heard anyone say, let's go see a Wes Studi movie, ever. It doesn't exist. Um, yeah, Jason Fleming was also in V. We've got Jason Fleming who was recently in Boiling Point. Yeah, because I'm not saying these guys haven't been in shit. I'm proving the fact that they've been in shit. But they're Boiling Point was a good film. Have you seen it yet? What's that? Boiling Point. No. Check it out. I am dying of eating it. Jesus. Same here. So, yeah. That was my number seven. Seven was Deep Rising. My number six, I'm going to go old school here. This movie charmed the living shit out of me. Remember, I so said with Master and Commander, it's much to do about nothing, but there's a movie I'm going to talk about later, which is like very simple but charming. This is it. Starring Spencer Tracy, based on Ernest Hemingway's famous book, The Old Man and the Sea. Oh, interesting. Bro, it's 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 basically a book come movie. Like eighty percent of this movie is voiceover narration, which is from the original fucking book. Nice. It's basically the book come alive. Spencer Tracy puts in a really good performance. It's one of the first instances in Hollywood, if I'm not mistaken, of blending two images together. So pre green screen when they used to superimpose images. So all the things of him fishing and hunting out to sea. They've used real footage with him superimposed on the foreground to make, and it looks good. Like it looks very good, but the story is really simple. You've got this old man called Santiago living in Havana, Cuba, and he's 80, he's a fisherman and he's been 84 days. He's a Marlin fisherman. So, you know, the big spearfish, sailfish. And um, he's been 84 days without catching anything. And on the 85th day, he finally reels in, I mean, a marlin, the likes of which you would not fucking believe. Like, you know, fishermen say that big, it was that big. And the movie is essentially his battle, a four day long battle at the, as, you know, a kind of mano in mano, very, very lightly downplayed battle between man and beast as the fish drags him further out to sea. He eventually catches the fish. Then on the way back, you know, the, the fish being injured, leaking into the sea, the sharks come at it, right? And they essentially devour the fish before he has a chance to get back to land. But what's fascinating is while he's, his hubris, his arrogance, which is like, oh, I'm far out, but I'll be able to get back. And, you know, the, the whale of a tale, the fisherman's story of catching this great fish, then coming to live with regret about the fact that yeah, I should have known that if going this far out, I'd never be able to get you back, which kind of makes the catch not worth it, which basically yeah. means I've taken your life for no reason here. And he has this 
crazy regret about essentially letting his arrogance and pride, which until this point had been buried and dead because he's an old man, come alive again. There's all sorts of weird, wonderful shit going on with this movie. It's very simple. It's very condensed. It's it's a one-man show, essentially. You know, it's funny because, again, when done well, and I'm not saying Master and Commander was terrible, even though it couldn't make my list this time around. I just couldn't get into it, and I couldn't refresh my brain. You can be a simple story, but told in such a... It's the execution. Yeah. It's just the way you execute it that will just really sell you or lose you. I'm and again, the timing, the timing. You said it's short and sweet. Like, it's short and sweet. It's an hour and a half, hour 40 minutes. It does what it sets out to do. Ali Kamza here says, you know, rightfully so, that, you know, it is restricted by the source material. Yeah. But I don't think it's any lesser for it. It's such an easy, great watch. I, I cannot recommend it enough. I cannot recommend it enough. Mixed memorabilia is Late to the show because of your chop change timing. All good, Familia. Great to see you, Mixed Memorabilia. Um, and yes, blame AJ for the chop change. <laughs> Top of the show, there's an explanation as to why. The heat was the heat got me. The heat got me. Like, He's getting me now. I had fucking clean hair when this show started. Oh, boy. I'm scared to take off this shirt, man. I, I, I can feel Bro, it. Bro, it is like I am fucking sweating buckets here. I'm, and I'm bad here. I can only imagine what London's like. Uh, right, so that was our bottom five, AJ. Right, your number five, please. Right, so number five. This is the one that I'm. I've seen. We done it, but I'm just. It's not entirely on a boat, so I feel like it's a bit of a cheat. Cheater. Yeah, it is what it is. It, it features boats though. Dunkirk. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, it was one of those. That I was like, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I was even like, does it qualify? And I was skimming through Amazon. Watching, I'm like, no, they're on the boat. They're, they're they're there's, there's enough. There are two different boats going on. Like, we could we could work with. There's them. a lot of different boats going on. Actually. There's a lot of different boats, but I mean, there's two stories going on where you yeah. can really uh, tell the narration. This film is quite special to me because I just remember when we were done the top, well, the ranking the Nolan movies, and this one really blew me away out of the film. Like, I've seen something oh, great. that was there, oh, and great. I think it was absolutely. It, it blew me away. It was, I, I was I was taken in for like someone who doesn't watch a lot of war movies and stuff like that. Apocalypse Now has obviously come later on, but at the time, like Saving Private Ryan was the flag bearer, and everything else has to follow through. This was like, hey, there are competi- there's comp- modern day competition out there for this stuff, you know, and it it really leveled up. Um, I know we've differed on Harry Styles's. I, I you did give a line that I was like, okay, that was. She's got yeah, an action thicker than sauerkraut sauce. That, that, that um, was pathetic. But apart from that, I don't think he done that bad. I think the entire film was just wonderfully executed. We are talking about yeah. World War II and the Dunkirk landings and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, again, you can take creative liberties, but we are talking history at the same time. Um, Kenneth Branagh. I I'm raising an eyebrow because Ali's one of the haters, not Dunkirk. Yes, Dunkirk. Dunkirk's fucking great. Are we, nah. talking in, are we talking in terms of boat movies or are we talking in terms of it just being a movie as itself? For sure. There's a lot yeah. of hate out there for Dunkirk, which I cannot get my I head around. I don't understand why. I think it was, if not, if because we depended on the fact that we knew Dark Knight would be number one. I'm sure this was like my number two. Like, I was really taken in by this film. It's I, fucking I, great. I, it's I think, fucking I think great. Nolan really gave a good, a great telling, a storytelling in this film. 
I yeah, from all angles. I'm I'm Ali, how can you hate Dunkirk, bro? I don't get it. I need a breakdown. No, yeah. listen. I'd be interested to find out what the hate is. Yeah, considering I have a live family member who was escaping Dunkirk, you know, my grandfather said that was pretty fucking accurate. There we are. No, pretty I, fucking accurate. Yeah. So, yes, is it entirely based on a boat? No. However, there are several boats and several different stories told from each boat. Um, I, I really enjoyed this film. I loved it. I loved the fact that they didn't go fucking. Do you know what? They didn't go. They didn't go Top Gun on it. This wasn't a movie that needed to play fucking Danger Zone. This wasn't a movie that needed to go when it was having battles. It was calm. It was downplayed. I loved the fact that you never actually saw the Germans until the very last frame of the movie. I thought that was so clever. Make them this unseen scary enemy brilliant there was so much to it and i think the other side like when you look at saving private ryan i'm just going to quote like what i used to as i said my previous flag bearer it was just a group of guys and their journey do you know how you're seeing it from different angles as well different perspectives of different people and the impact it has on them i thought that was beautifully told as well I really, really... Wayne Nolan played with the elasticity of time in that film, showing a day, an hour, and a week, I believe it was. Yeah. Fucking sensational. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's one of my favourite Nolan movies, that one. So that's my number five. Uh, my number five? Bro, I'm bringing one of my, one of my franchise players here. Carry on cruising. <laughs> Every time you bring one up, because I must admit, I've seen Carry On, I think Camping and Cleo, right? Yeah. After that, we're, we're, it's very limited for me. And each time you bring it up, my heart sinks because I have the collection. I'm like, I really need to see the rest of these. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, listen, I'll be real with you. It's funny you mentioned Camping and Cleo because Camping, Cleo, and Cruising are my three favorite. Oh, right. <laughs> Cruising is fucking great. It's got it's got the big hitters in it. Kenneth Connor, Kenneth Williams, and Sidney James are all in it. It's it's really great. So Sidney James plays the captain of this luxury steam vessel, and unbeknownst to him, he's had this crew which operates smoothly and which has been working with him for his whole career. And all of a sudden, they've changed his entire crew. Oh on his last ever supposed voyage before retirement, they changed the crew up on him. And that's the opening. That's the opening, you know. It's like, you can't change a captain's crew on the day of the voyage. That's like taking the engine out. I mean, and they've, what, what they do so brilliantly is that they show how each of these changes directly fucks with him. Because his thing at being a captain of the stage is he just wants to get through the cruise calmly. He wants to be able to go to the bar, order his favorite drink called an Aberdeen Angus. He wants to be able to go to the doctor to get his special prescription. He wants to be able to put a lot of the duty off onto his first mate. Problem, the barman's changed. The doctor, played by Kenneth Connor, has changed. Um, Kenneth Connor, if you've seen Carry On Cleo, is Pod. Right. Right? But, um, yeah. And his first mate, Kenneth Williams, has changed. <laughs> Right. So the whole fucking crew is different. And it basically means he's now got to be more involved with the day to day running of the ship. Even though he doesn't want to be. It means he's got to, he's got this crew which are knowingly 
on a ship with a captain whose reputation precedes him. So they're always trying to go above and beyond to impress him, and they never do. It's magic, this film. Sorry. It's one of my favourite, favourite carry-ons, this one. I've just had an idea, and I've got to double-check it. Before. Top 10 carry-on films. Fuck yeah. yes. Yeah, 31 films. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I could. I might be down for that. Because I, I feel like I need to do it. I need to do the collection. There's a lot of films. I just saw that 31. <laughs> All done by the same director and producer. That's what I love about it. By That's one, great. right? Yep. Eric, uh, Eric Rogers. He didn't do the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Or did he? The last one doesn't count. Okay. Julian Clary was in it. It doesn't count. We, and it was so fucking far after all of the others. It was like they were trying to revive Carry On and the world went, no, 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 no. They're all dead other than Jim Dale. Like, they're all dead. Like, leave it alone. Put the Carry On down. It's yeah. wonderful, but it's done. Oh, they're so fucking good, those films. I love them. God, I love the Carry On films. And if this is one which I would really go out my way that I would say, you must watch. Watch it. Yeah. Must, must, no, must no, watch. no. It's, it sounds fun. It sounds fun. And I can see the wacky. It, the premise gives enough for the wacky, which is love it. Like, it's great. Gavin Mann says, is Carry On Clear the one where the guy says, fuck her off? No. Fuck her off is Carry On Up for Kaiba. That <laughs> Carry On Knowledge is fucking mental. <laughs> I've got my dear departed great-grandmother to thank for sharing that one with me. Oh, man, I love the fucking carry-on films so much. So, so, so much. Oh, man, that's sweet. That's sweet. I love that. Oh. Right. Uh, wait, sorry. Pedro says, please explain a little bit more about this carry-on Clio film series. Where does one start? Okay, so, Pedro, the one... Okay, it's not carry-on Clio. Carry-on Clio is one of these One films. of the films. Being one of 31 films. The, the whole film franchise is just called Carry On. And it's, think of it like the OG British comedy act. It precedes Monty Python, precedes Forty Towers and all of that. This is the original. The Laurel and Hardy were British or not? I don't know. I don't think, no, they, I don't were. think they are. I'm sure they're American. So the as far as Britain is concerned, this is the original like rat pack of comedy. It's so it's a it, consistent ensemble cast, isn't it? Yeah, who yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're always ensembles. Now, what's funny is that you, you always have they never put them. I think there was only one movie where they were all together, and I think it was Cleo. I may be wrong, but I think there was only ever one movie where they were all in it together. There's like a it's pretty much 10 to 15 of the same actors Sidney James, Charles Hauntry, Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor, Jim Dale, Charles Hauntry, Hathi Jakes. Like, I can go on. Barbara but, Windsor, please don't forget Barbara. Barbara. Of course, Barbara Windsor. But, you know, you've got this, this group of 15 brilliant sort of 50s, 60s British comedy actors, this one director called Eric Rogers, and they just kind of, like, do these weird stories. So, like, Carry On Cleo, which is the story of, you know, Mark Antony betraying Julius Caesar and going off with Cleopatra. They turn that into a comedy. Don't Lose Your Head, which is the... Carry On, Don't Lose Your Head, which is the... This, tale of the scarlet pimpernel and you know they've just changed it to oh, the black fingernail <laughs> it's this mental comedy you've got carry on follow that camel which is the story of the um you know the french uh, the, the the french foreign legion um carry on up the kyber which is essentially a passage to india just done in a comedy so 
it's slapstick before slapstick was a thing. Like, I, I always bring up a carry-on film where possible because it's a breed of comedy that doesn't exist anymore. And I think for cinephiles, which is what you guys are, it's super important that everyone sees a few carry-on movies. I do need to see more. I really do. Carry-on sergeant being the first. Well done, Gavin, man. Thank you. Well played, sir. Well played. Makes me remember, yeah, I have seen Kontiki. Guys, a recommendation. Kontiki, a Norwegian film based on a true story. I had a very good run at that. I agree. Nice. Um, Pedro, Pedro, to answer your question, the beautiful thing about the carry-on movies is despite the fact that there's 31 of them, they're all, it's not like the MCU. Like, they're all contained. You can see one without having seen what comes before it or after. So just pick you one that you like. You don't have to watch any particular order. It can literally be taken where they come. And if, if you want to, like, have a recommendation. Well, we're going to do a top 10 carry on movies clearly at some point. Um, but yeah, you can hit, hit me up on movie Matt Rushmore um, on Twitter and movie MT Rushmore. And I'll make a few recommendations for you about which ones I think you should watch. You're number four, please. Andrew. Sorry. I'm just taking a note of that. That's what? a boat movie. Yeah. Contiki. Contiki is a boat movie. Yeah? Contiki, yeah. Really good. Cool. 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 Right. In at number four, I can't remember when I've done that. Like another, another these films came up in another topic. It might have been movies about the sea or something. Yeah, we remixed it a bit and called it boat. In the heart of the sea. I I, I left this off specifically because I knew you'd put it on. <laughs> You've seen it now, yeah? Of course, yeah, it's great. I, okay. I saw it in the cinema. Oh, did you? Oh no, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It was Moby Dick you hadn't seen. Yes, yes, correct. it was Moby Dick. Which I still have not. Moby Dick, I was. It's aged really badly. That's the problem with that. But the journey of this, like, so in the heart of the sea, is what inspired the book of Moby Dick. It's, Call it's, me Ishmael. It's, it's the real life story. Start, what a great way to end. Come again. Call me Ishmael. A perfect yeah. way to start, but also a perfect way, perfect to, way end. to end. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. good. Yeah. Um. Absolutely mad journey of whale hunters taking on a big. What is it? White white whale? Is that the pale? What's the what's the correct term? You're 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 the, you're it's the white animal. whale. It is just a white whale, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's an absolute... that's not the official name of them, but that's what they're called in the book and the movie. Okay. Yeah. Enough, yeah, the great white whale. Yeah, and this is this is this is one big beast too. As much as it they attempted to hunt it, it's ready to fight back, and they it fights back. And it, it 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 knocks them for six, as the English would like to say. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, it's a challenge, and it's not now. It's not a challenge of can they kill it. It's now becomes a challenge of survival. That's where it becomes. It's you know they they this this world goes to town in terms of attack, and it's just now just trying to get back home and just survive. And you know you, we talk about ended it's i I'm, i don't want to be a sport i don't want to get into spoiler territory but it's that ending where when they're docked and you could tell that that that's man after a fight kind of thing right <laughs> wow yeah um i just felt i i just loved the journey of this film i it's it's weird because when i had seen it i'd seen moby dick first and then i it, it was really unfair because not only was this film had technology on its side it was also the real life story which obviously for me being the um biopic fan it, it it ticked all the boxes and it, it was mirrored but it was just like oh my god these guys really went through it 
Like, yeah. you know, where, where, where you've got the captain who's just adamant to catch this whale in Moby Dick, this one, it just shows like, <laughs> yes, he was, but there's a lot more to it. This was a case of how to how to survive. And yeah. You know what's funny is that in real life, the white whale, which is called the beluga whale, is actually not very big. Really? No, they're okay. tiny. Tiny. Really? They're, sort of, they're just a tiny bit bigger than dolphins. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what always made me laugh is like, you know, marine guys. Like, when they talk about the great white world, I'm like, hey, there's no such thing. But carry on. <laughs> so that's an interesting reason. So Moby Dick is essentially based off of a sperm whale, but sperm whales are not white. The white whales are beluga whales, which are okay. dolphin-sized. Mm. Fun maritime fact for you there. Interesting. Um, Gavin Mann says there's been a lot of great flexing of movie knowledge on here tonight. It's been a good episode, man. Between mixed memorabilia, Ali, Pedro, Gavin, Billy, Riri, like, yeah, everyone's I, I love that. I could own it. Huh? You've dropped a few, you dropped a few gems. I dropped your name in there as well. So. I try, uh, I try, I try. So have we have we got to my number four? Yes, sir. Cool. My number four. Have a feeling we're going to say punt. Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a punt. Okay, you're number three. Um, in at number three. Bit of a late entry for me, and I was like, do you know what? Because. Dunkirk was Dunkirk was initially my number three. Then I had a bit of a blow on how much of a vote was in there. I brought in good old Disney. You know where I went, didn't you? There's a few you could have gone with, but I think I know where. Did you smell it? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the joke. Good old Moana. So do you know? Sorry, I have to laugh at this because it came up recently. One of my favorite um, memes to ever send to someone, if they ever say thank you is Maui singing. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll just send that. I, I my, my nephew asked me for a game or something for his birthday, and I brought it. Yeah, and I was like, yep, yeah, it's done. Can't remember what it was. Send the emoji. And he goes, do you know what, Grantley? I just realised you love that song so much because it's The Rock. And I'm like, no, it's not. I actually think the song's pretty cool. <laughs> I actually, you're welcome, is just one of those things. Boy and can't just, huh? Boy can't sing. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'd agree with Sandy Goats. <laughs> I didn't say it was it, it, welcome. Let it go, but let it go it needs to be let go. I just, <laughs> I just have great fun with Moana. The story of a, a young girl on essentially a, a fishing island who no longer fish, and uh, their island is now suffering because of it, and because of a turbulent past that they they. they, they it's prohibited it's not something they want to do as she goes off on this adventure to return the, the stone back to Nefiti if I'm not mistaken in order to replenish the fish and allow her people to survive and along the way she meets the troublesome demigod known as Maui I've always had great fun with this film and it's a great sailing film so yeah it's just it was literally two minutes before coming in. I was like, Shit. I mean, you talk about, you know, you're welcome. That's just not the song that sticks out to no, me. No, How Far I'll Go, How Far I'll Go. It's, it's your so welcome cool. came up because How Far I'll Go is actually beautiful, Sam. I was just talking about the, but I just shared the story of how Zane was like, yeah. You can't, you can't meme, um, you can't gif How Far I'll Go to someone. You right? definitely can. Unless it's like, where are you going? Well, no one knows how far I'll go. Aside from that, you're welcome. You could drop every time someone says thank you. Do you get what I'm saying? That that's the thing. But no, how far I'll go is a 
Me, Master General, in the house there. <laughs> I am. Me, my gift game is strong. I warned you guys. You, you may not want to. The gift game is on point. I'll give you that. You may not want to have me on your watch. Your favorite being this one. Of course, the Captain America salute is all you need. <laughs> Roger that. Bang. Done. That is one of my favorites. You do use that one a lot. It comes up in the chat quite a lot. It's been a while. Thank you. I'm going to send it later on just for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> another one that was quite popular was my Funaki, indeed. That is what? Funaki, indeed. Funaki. Yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> I don't have time to go into that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I think only Frank Torres would understand that reference. It doesn't seem to be here today, but yeah, um, there are certain meme, um, gifts out there that, yeah, the gift game is strong. But yeah, Moana, a great little musical who I think is greatly underrated, and that's why I always like. Oh, it's fucking brilliant! Like, the if if I hear, ever hear anyone saying Frozen's better than Moana, there will be a debate. <laughs> it's just not. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Like, it's dead. Like, fuck it's dead. <laughs> I, I was actually really disappointed by Frozen. Like, you know, there was some stuff you hear the hype about, and you finally ran for it. Oh, it was Monday Night Raw. It's just it's there. there. Yeah, it's just it's there. There was nothing more to it. And yeah, it's one of the most successful films of all time. Who fucking knew the power of the girl, right? Yeah, there we are. So right. Little girls of the world, they racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, the Samoan girl can't get that kind of love. The Samoan girl can't get love, but the two fucking Aryan girls, yeah, yeah, we'll go see them. Twice. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, can I just say, once again, that dude who has the moose and starts to talk for the moose has the, his own the reindeer, family. yes. Even that would do. Yeah, that. Moose is in Canada. Okay. Thank you, David Attenborough. Let's just get to the point. <laughs> that was the weirdest, most annoying shit I have ever seen in film. So much, except Olaf. Olaf is Olaf. It was just what it was. Olaf I expected Olaf. that. But a guy, because I was expecting this reindeer to talk. And then he's like, do you think she cares? Well, I don't know. I was like, fuck off. Fuck off with that shit. Get Fuck a room, like bestiality on display here. You get me? It sucked. But it is what it is. Um, all right, my number three then is a movie that was actually my number one for a while. And then I remembered two older movies. And I was like, yeah, you just miss out. But it's fucking fantastic. Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips. Punt. What was that? Punt. Punt for the pod, for the, for the pod squad. Sorry, that was uh, too low there, guys. Your number two then, AJ? My number two. Duh, 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 duh. It was the punt from earlier. Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay, well, I know what your one is then. Nice. Surprise, surprise. I just punted it. But yeah. I thought this would be your number one. It probably was. Going in, I was like, especially when like Titanic and Jaws were off the plate, I was like, yeah, obviously, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Absolutely love that film. Um, it, it worked for the longest while. Like it, it was there. The, the adventure, the fun, the fact that I was just on this wave of Pirates of the Caribbean one is to be loved, and I've not been able to. I've not gone past like two, I, two and three. It's a bit like Born two and three. I, I kind of get a bit mixed up. They're not memorable, and I just gave up after that. I just love everything that Johnny Depp done in in the creation of Jack Sparrow in this film, and obviously there was I I um, I think. Orlando Bloom was a great Will Turner, and I'm not 
going to ever forget Kira Knightley as Miss Swan because that was in the height of the AJ Kira Knightley phase. What's um, your name is Swallow, not Swan. Come again? That is a dirty joke. I said, I wish her name was Swallow, not Swan. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we won't get into that right now. But yeah, um, I just, it just a, a great event. She's aging, by the way. I've not seen Kira in a while, to be honest. She hasn't aged. Fucking ridiculous. The girl is so beautiful still. Big time. Big time, big time, big time. But it's just a great adventure, um, and so unexpected. That's I, I, every time we bring up this film, I talk. I bring up the fact that it was just not expected. You just heard this film with a pirate, and you know, like, oh. and you know, it was in an age where pirate movies weren't a thing anymore. And you're like, really? Okay, whatever. I imagine the movie that destroyed pirate movies is your worst. Probably um, no. Well, hmm. really destroyed pirate movies. Why were pirate movies not a thing anymore? Okay, I think we're on the same page, yeah. That is your worst, right? If it is the film I'm thinking of, yeah. But no, but hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, this film just became, was just out of nowhere awesome. And I I just love everything that came of it. I think Johnny blew it out of the park. And again, I was going to be like, yeah, for everyone who tried to cancel this man... Sparrow lives on. And I, that's what I was going to be like for my number one. Until I saw my new number one. It, it, it took a new level of depth. And a different kind of pirate. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah. Great, great, great movie. With lots of fun and laughter and action. Mild action that you can always appreciate. I don't know, mild. Well, when I say mild, it's not like an action. It's not. Yes, it is. Mild. It's hugely action heavy. <laughs> It's shit battles, it's swinging on robes, it's epic storms. When you think of Pirates of the Caribbean, you think of the comedy more than you do the, the action. Do you get what I'm saying? Equal for me, honestly. Yeah, no play. Lucky you. For me, the more the movie goes on, the more it becomes an action movie. More to the beginning, it's more of a comedy. Granted, that's also fair. That's also fair. With a slight dark twist, which I liked as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small dark twist. But you know what? You've mentioned the three mains. I don't think Jeffrey Rush gets enough love in this movie, man. This is true. He's fucking brilliant. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss One. You're in one. So good. Do you know it was that other part when they they offer her the dress and she's like, "I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request," and it's when he throws it back at her. Means like, no. That means no. And I was like, "Fuck it up, yeah." It's, it's fucking great. It's great. It's it really it's it's you cannot overstate this enough. It really is fucking superb this film. Yeah. Yeah. Like from the scale and the shots they get of the pirate ships to the big ship collisions to the pirate culture to to Jack Sparrow himself obviously, but to that period style that they've gone for. I love it. You know, it's the golden lines as well that you don't appreciate. It's like, you know, ah, oh, the Black Pearl is no survivors. Well, if there's no survivors, who's told the stories? You know, it's those little bits that you're like, it's just gold. Like, yeah, well played. And the best intro to a character, one of the best character intros ever. Yeah. Him <laughs> on that little sail ship coming into harbour as it sinks was just fucking gold. Yeah, yeah. Absolute gold. And it just set tone of who Jack Sparrow is, isn't it? It just, you know what you're expecting throughout the rest of the film. What do we say we make it two shillings? <laughs> And we forget the name. <laughs> so good. 
so goddamn good. Um, right, so that was your number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two may surprise people that it's this high, but I adore this film. I'm going to go, again, mega cast here. Um, let me get IMDb up, because I'm going to miss someone mega. I know that. Uh, bear with me a second. Fucking moth that's come through my window. Fucking moth? Yeah. Gotta love the summer months, brother. The minute this recording is off, I am going full hunter. And I'm not talking triple <laughs> Cool. Let's do it. My number two, The Bounty. I can't say I've seen it. I've mentioned it before. Have you now? I have now. Um, Mel Gibson and Anthony Hopkins on the cover. It's one of the many versions of Mutiny on the Bounty. Like, there's been countless iterations of this story over the years. Um, but it's fucking great. It's got, as well as Mel Gibson and Anthony Hopkins, it's got Laurence Olivier. It has got Edward Fox. It has got Daniel Day-Lewis. It has got Bernard Hill, Phil Davis, and Liam Neeson. <laughs> hey, good old Liam. Giant hands. Had to get in there. Listen, the bounty is... Look, it's, it's the... Anthony Hopkins plays the captain of the bounty, the ship, yes? And the idea is that England, and I believe it's the Solomon Islands, if I'm not mistaken, have got, like, a parity, some sort of... Yeah, parity. And they're trying to sail to the Solomon Islands, but instead of going the long way round, which is essentially you go down the coast of Africa, around Cape Town, and then you go up the east coast of Africa, travel the coastline across India, basically down the coast of Thailand, through the through Indonesia, or I think it was... Uh, I can't remember what Indonesia was called back then. But essentially, through Indonesia, past Australia, past New Zealand, then you get to the Solomon Islands. Long fucking way. Right? Or, it's not that much shorter, but it's a tad shorter, just based on its location in the Pacific. You go transatlantic, down the coast of um, Brazil, Argentina, but then you get to, I believe it's called Cape Horn, if I'm not mistaken. It's just, no, it's the Drake Passage. It's essentially one of the most dangerous bodies of water in the world. The southernmost tip of Argentina, between that and the Antarctic, it's like a wind tunnel, bro. The fucking waves going through that part of the world. Even now, like, all ships are terrified of the Drake Passage. Um, it's called the Drake Passage because Francis Drake was the first to do it. Um, Had a feeling it wasn't Sorry? Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, so Anthony Hopkins wants to take his men the fast way to the Solomon Islands. They tried to get to the Drake Passage, fail, right? So he takes them back across the Atlantic and the way I just mentioned. Now, they're getting angsty by being on the boat this long, which is normal. You get the cabin fever set in, but you know, they reach the Solomon Islands and everyone has a great time. You got the local Chiquitas, a bit of a taste of exotic. They do not make a, a you know, they don't hide the fact that the sailors, they had some R&R. Okay. They did some good old R&R. And they were welcomed and embraced. There wasn't any naughty R&R, not in the sense of rapage. I mean, it was welcomed R&R. Oh, white man, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was consensual R&R. It's like, oh, white man. Oh, sexy, sexy Solomon Islands woman. I don't know what this abbreviation. Solomonese, I guess. Um but yeah, and they, they're, the captain has to tread a fine line because he needs to get back to England, but he's also apprehensive about the fact that the men probably don't want to leave yet after having been on a boat for so fucking long. And his, his attitude is, I'm going to go again, try the Drake Passage to get home. 
it'll be even faster that way. And they're like, no, man, we've been there. You can't do it. And he insists saying, I'm the captain. And that's what ensues the mutiny. And that's the story. I have lost AJ. AJ. Sorry. AJ, what are you doing? It's the moth. It's the moth. The moth of doom. The eagles are here. But yeah, I want to, let's see what the comments are saying. Who's seen, who has seen the bounty? Uh, Pedro Santos says, the bounty is great, but I do prefer mutiny on the bounty. It is good. Um, and Gavin Man says, apologies, it's the bounty I have on my watch list, not mutiny. Bounty is very good. Alicante <laughs> says, Granny Moth talking. Yes. And Gavin Man, God, you're more interested in AJ Moth hunting than my account of the bounty. Fine. AJ, how is, moth, how is the moth hunting going? It's over. <laughs> it's over. He's gone. You killed a living animal. How do you Ooh. feel? You killed a living animal. You killed How'd a living animal. I, I'm sorry. It, 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 no, it couldn't happen. Couldn't have just caught it and released it? No. No. Why? No, just couldn't. Did you get them off? Huh? Did the moth get you? Did the moth get me? Hmm. It, it can get me, put it that way. I've 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 overcome my fear of spiders that I will take a spider out. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we are. I won't kill them. So what'd you do? Get on it to take it out. Oh, fair play. I have no one to take this out for me, so it had to be like it's you have people out, in the I, I gave yeah. up my room. So Oh, the moths fuck with you. Huh? Moths yeah. freak you out. Yeah, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> fuck that shit. Trust me. <laughs> All right, AJ, what's your worst? Right, my worst. I, I it has is to it be. really linked to pirate? I just thought the guy was. <sighs> Fuck it. It's B2. No, you fucking donut. This is what I was like. He's not a pirate. He was a terrorist, but he wasn't a fucking pirate. Go. Captain Island, boy. Oh, shit. That Gina Davis stuff. Funny enough, I had a bit of fun with that. But it's I... terrible. We acknowledge that, yeah, yes? But this is it. I acknowledge that. Whereas this was just. See, bad. I thought that's really fucking annoying. Because that's also my word. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally thought you were going to do Cutthroat Island. No, do you know what? I forgot about Cutthroat Island. God. When you were saying the thing that killed pirates, I'm like, Speed 2 didn't kill pirate movies. Yeah. yeah Pedro Sancho says Speed 2 is way worse than Cutthroat Island. I think I, I can agree. I had less fun with it, so I'd probably agree with you on that basis. It was that whole, oh, Will and Defoe just, it just didn't, it just, it wasn't Speed. You can't call your film Speed 2. Speed was, it's, it wasn't speed, and that was the biggest problem. You could have had Sandra Bullock in an action movie with some twat that no one cared about, still don't know his name, um, and just done the film. But don't call it speed, too. Call it cruise control. See what happens. But you called it speed, too, cruise control, and people were expecting a lot of stuff. Dennis Hopper obviously couldn't make it because he got killed in the last film, but at least give us Keanu. Like, give us both of them. And it was like, no. No, you get a throwaway line. Relationships with Jack didn't work. It's like, oh. Okay, then, right. And guess what else didn't work? This movie! So, <laughs> it was just weird. And was it was it that part that the first character had this weird thing where he kept letting the leeches like suck on him and shit like that? Because, Bro, you remember more than I do. I don't remember that shit. The film just fucking sucked. And I've, uh, to be fair, I've only seen it recently because I didn't, like, when I say recently, within the past two, three years. And yeah, no, 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 no. Not good, not good. 
after Gavin Mann says Dennis Hopper lost his head. Well played, Gavin. <laughs> Very nice call. Yeah, no, it was it it it's the anticipation of such a great movie. Like Speed Speed had people. It was such a novel idea. And you're like, oh my god, Speed 2, how are we gonna do? Oh my god, it's on a boat. Like, what are we gonna do? It wasn't, it was just a character. I like Jason Patrick AJ. You loved sleepers, didn't you? I did, but he just didn't stick out to me. That's who it was. Now I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that is him. Stuck out too much in sleepers though, didn't he? <laughs> but um, yeah, like yeah, it just it was it was just the wrong film. The, the narrative you, you think, oh my god, they're gonna do similar to speed with a bus but on a boat, and it just wasn't. It was just an action movie where we've kept one character the same. And yeah, no, it didn't work. Didn't work. That is a terrible film. I saw it once when it first came out, which it must be coming to 20 years now. So I No, 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 you wish. You Speed two. Yeah. I think I'm let's check this. You wish it was 20 years. Mm, I can't be that off. 1997, my friend. So there's more. 25 years. Okay, so when you say thought, more. Not as bad as I thought. I thought it was closer to 30, but... Yeah. Oh, in that sense. I thought you meant it was more recent. I was like, no, 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 no. I thought it was older. Yeah. No, it couldn't have been 30. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Jurassic Park's not even 30 yet. It is next year. How's that for a fuckhead? Yeah. Yeah. That is fucked up. That is, that is fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I showed Jurassic Park to my boy Louis Beneventi, who I fu fucked with on Twitter the other day. And... I think he was born the year Jurassic Park came out. He saw but, Jurassic Park with me for the first time. I was like, what the fuck? How have you yeah, not I seen it? I remember. And I, it's not one of those big things, but well, at my old workplace, we had music going on and certain songs came up. And I remember Annika talking about something. And I was like, how, do you, how have you not seen The Bodyguard? Again, not Jurassic Park. And she was like, it was released in... And she gave the year. And she was like, I was minus three. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, but here's one. Minus three, very good. Here's one, to, here's one to fuck with us. Home Alone is actually 32 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucked, right? Do you know the one that kills me the most is GoldenEye? Yeah. You want to put an edge on it, my friend? Go. Come on. Well, it's not... Let's see. Let's take up. Twenty-seven years old. Nineteen ninety-five. It came out. Yeah. How fucking mad is that? Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, that's wrong. I mean, if I was going to be a prick, I'd say the last good Bond movie. I would listen to that. Yeah. I would. Nineteen ninety-five was the last time we had a. Decent Bond movie. Great, not decent. Great, great Bond movie. Bond movie, good yeah. Bond movies, but great to that level. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Right, guys. Just before we reveal what our number ones are, you know what ages is already. Um, but just before we reveal what our number ones are, could you all please drop your Rushmores down in the comments below? Ali, Gavin, Pedro, Riri, Mixed Memorabilia, Billy Mount, everyone who's still here. Well, guys, please. remember it's boats, not submarines, please. 
Yeah, no subs, boats only, and no Titanic in Jaws. We took the challenge, so can you. <laughs> I want to hear your four or ten, if you prefer, but I want to hear what your four, your Rushmore of boat movies is. And while you're doing that, AJ? Right, so it was punted, and I've only seen it in the past week. Me too. Captain Phillips. Fucking great. I would... Do you know, like, we could talk about gifts and memes and the look at me, look at me, I'm the captain now. Fast superseded this film. Like, I'd heard that a million times. And it's not a throwaway line, don't get me wrong. But it was like, okay, like, when's the line coming? No, 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 no. This film captures you. Like, even when it does come, you like, oh, cool. But it captures you before and after. It's the whole motion of, you know, a, a captain who's just taking some containers across the oceans and he, he I remember, and it is that look when he sees he's passed in Somalian waters and he's like we're gonna need extra security around here like you can see that there are certain precautions required and sure as shit it, it happened like that the, you, you can see it that that these these guys are out there they're aware that the, the America there's a container coming out there there's something worth taking and my god but it, do you know it's even the chase? And it, uh, today I was talking to good old James, a boatman himself, who sadly can't watch it because he's got to be up for four in the morning. So he'll probably watch a replay of this episode. But um, and we were talking about the the, the hoses that are around the boat yeah. and stuff, which you know, I mean, it's obviously it can put out fires, but it's also a defense mechanism. And it was just all of these stuff that I learned, and the madness and the intensity of them getting on the boat now. It's very stupid in a, when you know they're obviously going to get in the boat. You're like, is this, you know, you're still waiting. Like, will they get on? I don't know. And it's the journey throughout there, the, what the captain is doing, the sacrifices he's willing to do to both protect his men. There's two captains, technically. I'd argue yeah. both of them. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought was so fascinating about this movie is that not in the moments of bombastic, but in the moments of calm, you actually kind of felt for the Somalian captain. Yeah, you can do. It was only fleeting. It was only fleeting. Like most of the time, he's an evil motherfucker, right? But there was enough in the movie that made you, me think: Are you born evil, or are you evil by circumstance? Mm. And I definitely lean towards the latter. Like when they're in that escape ship at the end, and what's this, there's this line that Hanks gives him, which is like, uh, "So what? Are you telling me the only option you had was fisherman or pirate? You couldn't do anything else?" And he's like, not where I come from. Maybe where you come from. And I was like, huh. Well, that's a thinker, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great. And it's, it's what I loved about it also, I have to say, it's Paul Greengrass does action very well. Like when the Navy SEALs come in, and again, without ever having to play shit like Highway to the Danger Zone, but the precision with which they take out everyone. I mean, it, but you know, it's, it's, you know, what I also liked about this film is it's the, the ten, the intensity of situations where you think, now that's a given, you know, when the, 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 the Navy come and they've got that little speedboat and they approach the rescue boat and you're like, okay, now they've got them and they have to retreat. I was like, fuck me. What? Like it had these little moments where you think you've got an answer and they swerve you another way. I thought it was yeah. absolutely beauty and it really does keep you what i loved also again with that with that hostage scenario at the end is that 
ultimately you're like the fucking navy are here they could sink you if they wanted bitch yeah, yeah. but now you've got that one thing that stops them doing that it was such a great game of cat and mouse yeah yeah no, no I, I love it. I was really I was really taken away by this one. I was like, okay, yeah, this, this me is... too. I really, 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 really loved it. Really loved it. And yes, listen, it's one it's, it's a great example of you know, just for most part, because he's not got a hundred percent record, but for most part, trust Tom Hanks. If he's yeah. in a movie, there's a pretty there's an eight yeah. out of ten chance it's gonna be great. Indeed, indeed. And this was one of them. This this was most definitely one of them. And it's funny, I just didn't know how to, I, I didn't know what to expect from this film. I really didn't. And I was like, okay, oh, boat movie. And yeah, it 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 delivered. It delivered. It's I'm kicking myself because I realise I forgot Maverick, just in case anyone else wants to add that to the list of their, their Rushmore. Um Maverick. Yeah, the um Mel Gibson movie. I mentioned it before when we talked about con movies. That's out of the boat as well. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, try, 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 give it a shot when you can. And you left off Apocalypse Now. Hmm. You left off Apocalypse Now. I did. I did. Um, I don't. I can't say not memorable, but I. It, it was just a great experience. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, well, I forgot it. Is what I'm saying. But it was in the sense of Apocalypse Now is a great story. I just the fact that it was on a boat, I kind of forgot. Which stupidly because yeah, it's the entire story. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, it slipped. So, yeah, sadly, no apocalypse now here. So, what do you think my number one is? It's weird because, especially without Jaws, there's that 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 was always that's what always got that's the cemented one, of course. This is going to be interesting. Um, I'm not sure, hundred percent. If I'm honest with you, I'm not sure. I can't think because there was a part of me that fought pirates. So even when Pirates was like your number four, I was like, ooh, fuck. Um, I must admit, Anaconda's lower than I thought it was going to be. I can't think what your number one... You've not seen Moby Dick. Anyone else? Feel free to guess as well. What's Nico's number um... one? Shadows for Nico. No, 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 no. No, you see, the shadows nearly made the list, but there's not, there's not enough boats. It's on a rock. That was the problem with that. <laughs> Literally, well, surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Boats. Um. No, I'm gonna. I was. I was gonna cheat. I was gonna say like. I was gonna say I don't think it's international. But then I remember that I actually thought that. But then I was gonna say classic. But you did say until you remembered some classics. So I'm not even gonna take that as a credit. Um. For some reason, I'm thinking there's a film about Blackbeard, but I, I can't directly think what that would be. That That's the only thing, I, that's as far as I can go. You're not far off, to be fair. You're actually not far off. Um, I'm going back to 1935 with this one. So even before Jason and the Argonauts and Paddy Camps is like Jungle Cruise. No, not Dead <laughs> Calm, not Dead You're Calm, welcome. not Jungle Cruise. Not the African Queen, not Jason and the Argonauts. Good guesses, though. Um, Republic Productions has joined us better late than never. What is your take on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? The first one was pretty good. The others were unwatchable. Retweet. So, huh? <laughs> I said retweet. I, I, can, I can appreciate that. I can tolerate two and three. Especially three. I had quite a bit of fun with three. Um, one is the only one which is actually a good film. 
Four and five are fucking horrendous. Two and three I have fun with, but acknowledging they're not great. Um, one Pirates of the Caribbean one was my number four and AJ's number two. Yes, yeah. two. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back to 1935 with this one, AJ. And I brought it up once, and it was on our swashbuckling list. I had a feeling you was going to say that when you said 35. Yeah. I'm going to bring Errol Flynn, yeah. Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland in. And I rewatched it for this, and man, I don't think I put it high enough on swashbuckling. It's fucking brilliant. Captain Blood. <sighs> I, yeah, I, yeah, fair enough. It's so fucking good. It is so good. It's 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 so simple. It's the story of a doctor who's trying to to save someone and it goes wrong. He's an Irishman, if I remember right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets sold into slavery. And while being a slave captor, Olivia de Havilland takes a liking to him. I'm giving you a very condensed version here because we're two over two and a half hours in. But yeah, Olivia de Havilland takes a liking in him. He kidnaps her. They rush away together. He creates a pirate armada and becomes one of the most feared pirates in the whole of the Caribbean. When you watch Captain Blood, you literally see where every fucking pirate movie ever got its ideas from. Ever. From the way it's shot to the sword battles. Errol Flynn was so good. (laughs) The master of pomp and flair. So much. Yeah. He really was horrible man, but uh, did you know what his favorite trick was? No, it's really mad, it's really fucking horrible. But like, so he would take pieces of like fat, you know, actual fat, like you get from a steak or something, and he figured out that if you take fat and feed it to a chicken, it would go right through the chicken, it wouldn't digest it, it would just pop out. So, what he would do because he's a dirty motherfucker. Is he would take fishing line, wrap it around fat. Oh, come on. <laughs> so do you have the fucking fish line hanging out one end of the chicken? Then the other chicken would come along and eat it, and you'd have like the human centipede chicken. That's disgusting. I know. <laughs> I put this about him. I was I've like, heard this in my life. I was like, you're a multi-millionaire. Like you're the biggest movie star in the world in the 30s. Why are you fucking with chickens? Like, what is wrong with you? That is so weird. It's so weird. I suppose in 1930, there might not have been as many vices. Like, yeah, he couldn't have gone and logged onto the hub. But that is, um, yeah, that's weird. It's proper that's, weird, isn't it? But moving away from Errol's extracurricular activities, listen, we've seen in Robin Hood and we've seen this. Errol Flynn and De- Olivia de Havilland are like gold, gold, gold together. Gold. Absolute gold. I think this movie's better than Robin Hood. I think this may be the best swashbuckling movie ever. Like, I, 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 I cannot speak highly enough of this film. It is so fucking ahead of its time. It's ridiculous. Okay. Like, it's still influential to this day. Like, those pirate movies would not exist without this movie. Interesting. Now, here's a question. While we're on Rushmore. No, it's not going on the Rushmore. Not enough people have seen it. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was the question. No chance. Okay. Not even, not even at Slither. No. I'm not putting Captain Blood up to be fucking coach carted. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, I know what 
our Rushmore is. I know what our lists are. And I also know what the Twitterverse likes to do. Yeah, yeah. Most of them won't have heard of Captain Blood out of side, outside of our little film family here. Mm. Um, while we're contemplating, um, guys, forgive me, I think I've... I think I've gotten everyone here. Republic Productions, I hate Pirates of the Caribbean 3 with a burning passion. I understand that. I like it, but I understand. Um, Pedro Sanchez says, great call on Captain Blood, should have been on my list. And Republic Productions, Captain Blood is a good movie. Thank you. Uh, so the Rushmore's we've got RJ Skorenki right at the top of the show. My top yeah. 10 movies on the boat are Crimson Tide, The Hunt for Red October, Under Siege, Dustboard, Below the Enemy, Below, The Enemy Below, and Virus. Not 10, but I'll take it. Gavin Mann says, The Perfect Storm, which I'm surprised you didn't put on, AJ. Okay, I've seen it. The Perfect Storm with George Clooney. No. Is it now? No, okay. Fair enough. The Perfect Storm, John <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. La Luna and Captain Phillips. So, oh, talking of shorts, there's apparently one called Bad Bad Travel or Bad Traveling on Netflix. You know that Love Robots and what have you? That's okay. like a seven-minute movie James told me about, apparently. Because my Netflix is on sabbatical, I've not watched it, but that's another short if anyone's up for one. Fair. Um, Ali Kamza says, 10, Moby Dick, 9, Jason and the Argonauts, 8, Showboat, 7, Master and Commander, 6, Mutiny on the Bounty, 5, Pirates of the Caribbean, 4, Captain Corshid, 3, All is Lost, 2, Life Aquatic, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou is a submarine movie, and 1, Apocalypse Now. Uh, Mixed Memorabilia says, not in any order, Life of Pi, Captain Felix, Contiki, D? Or just three? Uh, Pedro Santos says, uh, 10 Pirates of the Caribbean, 9 Cape Fear, good fucking shout, Cape Fear, um, 8 Captain Phillips, 7 Lifeboat, 6 White Squall, great film, 5 Dead Calm, 4 Master and Commander, 3 The African Queen, 2 Mutiny on the Bounty, 1 Apocalypse Now, and Mixed Memorabilia, My Rushmore, Life of Pi, Captain Phillips, Contiki, and Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring Again. Interesting. So... Uh, Pedro Sanctos says, surprised not to see Finest Hour, which I haven't seen, or Perfect Storm, which was originally my number 10. But then I thought I'd like to put a bit more light on the Poseidon adventure. So what was that last thing that makes memory they said? That spring, what was it? Spring, summer, fall, and spring again, yeah? Spring, summer, fall, uh, spring, summer, fall, winter, and spring again. I don't know when I'll ever have time for these. But Gavin Mann asking, what was the seven-minute short you mentioned? Um, I'm sure it's called Bad Travelling. Um, let me just check again. I did take a note of it. Yeah, Bad Travelling. It's part of the Love, Death and Robots um, series on Netflix. So it's like a seven-minute film or short film or what have you. And yeah, it's meant to be really awesome. He said he's watched it like four times. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's rush more this bad boy, AJ, and then we can decide what next week's topic is. Right. So, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's top four for both of us. I'm listening, yeah. Captain Phillips. Yes, 100% yes. That one I'll log down. Absolutely. 
So you don't want Captain Blood, which is interesting. It's not that I don't want it, it's that I don't want it to get massacred. Life of Pi came up quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the internet likes that movie. Go for it. It's the Almighty Fourth that scares me. Almighty Fourth. I can't think what that would be. Master and Commander came up a bit. I mean, just because I couldn't get into it doesn't mean it's not worthy. I don't know if you've got anything else that you would like to trump that with. I, personally, there's nothing on my list that I think is worth. Nothing on my list that I think would get the attention. You know, I could bat for the bounty. I could bat for, I'd like to bat for Deep Rising in Anaconda, but they'll get destroyed. Master and Commander might be the shout. Life of the Pirate. Pirates of the Caribbean is going to destroy this list. Of course. Right, yeah, okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Pedro Sanchez is like, Anaconda! Anaconda was on both of your guys' lists. I mean, do we take Pirates of the Caribbean off and put Anaconda on? So really, really, and I must admit, I'm shocked, yeah? I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I believed when you had first put that out, it should have read Jaws, Titanic, and pirates. It should have. <laughs> it should have. It should have. Do we take um, out Pirates of the Caribbean and put Anaconda on? I mean, it's a clear walker, isn't it? Like, it pirates of the Caribbean would absolutely destroy. It would destroy. It would destroy. I don't know. I, I mean, I've written it. I've... Anaconda, Captain Phillips, Life of Pi, and Master Commander. Really, if Captain Phillips loses, I'm going to be one well pissed off guy. But, uh... <laughs> 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 Fucking Angley. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's put Anaconda do it. We've got the B movie, Angley, the Snooze Fest, and a Tom Hanks movie. Like, really, there should only be one winner. <laughs> let's do it. I like this. Wow, this is a shit rush more. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than this was dinosaurs, but we won't get into it. No, but what's annoying is that we are, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we jumping the gun here? Because this is not a good rush more. Like, are we actually, if the aliens come down to Earth, we're going to say, you need to watch Life of Fire and Anaconda, motherfucker. It's like. But, but the other side of it is, we have said, excluding A, B, and C. But we that could easily do something like The Bounty, Captain Phillips. Captain Blood, the old man in the sea. Like, Hold on, you were the you were the man who said you don't want to get the bastard. I shouldn't call him the bastard, but you don't want to see. Yeah, but it depends how we. Oh, it depends how. Mm, I'm having second thoughts. I'm very open to take whatever version of a Rushmore right now, and it's not for because the Rushmore at the moment, real talk, is a joke. Is it though? Is yes. it I'm only it's happy only with there because of Anaconda. No, no, no. Let, let's be real. As much as our appreciation is one thing, you check the list. Life of Pi and Master of Commander. Go back on, read them again. People were showing love to those films. The only thing that really diminishes it is Anaconda. You behave. Be real. It was you my number it. 10 and your number, what, 8, 9? We both acknowledge where it sits. Yes. 
in the top 10. It's very good. Despite okay. Jennifer Lopez. But from top 10 to must-see for, like, yeah. I could put Deep Rising in there. We need a B-movie, don't we? Gavin Mann said, Captain Phillips, Dunkirk, Pirates of the Caribbean, Master and Commander. I mean, Pirates will destroy that. Yeah, but it's not a bad list. But then you said there's Dunkirk hate, which I'm not. There is Dunkirk hate. It's big Dunkirk hate, as you've seen tonight. Do we go classics, including Captain Phillips, or do we just stick it as it is? What do you think? That's a weird one, though, because if you put all the classics in and then you do... I tell you what, I tell you what, and this is interesting. If you're, but it's up to you if you want to play this game. You could call it. Huh? Where did double Rushmore come into the question? You pitched it in the past. This is why I have, but it wasn't here now. So just slow down. Forgive me for guessing you. Yes. Favorite classic boat movies. So then you can use. You throw your carry on cruising in there as well, if you need to. <laughs> Do you care? Poseidon Adventure. It's, it's a weird twist here. Sorry, let me get back into frame. I forget I'm on camera sometimes. Um, I actually feel like Alec is the only chat. Like, literally, if you listen to it, Captain Phillips, awesome. Life of Pi and Master Commander both got love. It's just how much does Anaconda really come up? There's love for Anaconda out there, bro. Don't get it twisted. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of boat movies, excluding Jaws, Titanic, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't Rushmore on either list. In no particular order is Anaconda. Our second entry is Captain Phillips. Our third entry is Life of Pi. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of both movies, excluding Jaws, Titanic. Fuck. Pirates of the Caribbean and Apocalypse Now is Master and Commander. I love how we have the Rushmore aside from the Rushmore. <laughs> we Did you know that was kind of a Rushmore, wasn't it? <laughs> but you know what's fascinating? Even in a Rushmore, and I, I stand by this, even in a Rushmore made up of Titanic, Apocalypse Now, Pirates of the Caribbean and Jaws, Jaws kills. Jaws will crush that list. It's a vetoed movie. It has to be vetoed. It's it's one of those deleted. Like I'd like to see Jaws go up against the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm not saying career defining performances. Shawshank Redemption. Jaws. Just saying. Shawshank would win. That's what fucks me off. Even there, Shawshank would win. Fucking everyone bats for Shawshank. Shawshank, Jaws, Star Wars, and one left to be confirmed as to what can be in the... What, career-defining? Yeah. We're not career-defining, just... Episode 200, anyway. 
think about it. Well, no, we, we, you've got a topic for episode 200, yes? Oh, yeah, no, I've got the wrong era. Yeah, no, I'm thinking it could have worked. <laughs> a little bit wrong. Yeah, just, just slightly off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Irrelevant of what 200 is. Okay, so what, what, what are we doing for the next few weeks, AJ? Let's, let's plan this out with the screeners. We have a few topics to do. Okay. We have movie well set in a hotel. So where are we now? So movie set on a boat is done. That's ticked. Done. This is done. We have... We have top 10 movies on a boat. Come again? <laughs> top 10 movies in a hotel, sorry. Have we done movies on a plane? You say yes, I say I'm not sure. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> Gavin, he's like he's like a, he's like an icon iconography fact checker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well actually season two, episode six. <laughs> so we've got movies in a hotel, we've got movies set in the future that has now passed. We've got actors who turn directors. First action movie from an unlikely actor. So hold on, just correct me. Have we done actors who played themselves? We've not done it yet. Have we? No, not yet. All right, guys. Do you know what? Movies, actors who played themselves. Movies that break the fourth ball. I've been batting for that one for a while. Most We've also been batting most satisfying movie endings. Well, that was the one I had on top. So it's up to you. I I'll tell you what, guys. Well, those two I, I'm happy to do that. We can do that and then breaking the fourth wall the week after if you want. I, I was, do you know what? I, look, I, I had it there. I was going to see what they wanted more. Would you like to satisfy movie endings or break the fourth wall? First three answers, we'll take it. Yeah, you guys can pick. The first three answers, which are all the same answer, will win. So it's either most satisfying movie endings or movies that break the fourth wall. Those are your two choices. And disclaimer, with breaking the fourth wall, Deadpool will not be number one. Don't worry. <laughs> we've got... For yourself. Um... We've got two fourth walls so far. Three fourth walls. It's fourth wall. Okay. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall, it is. All right, movies that break the fourth wall. Cool. I've got my list ready already. <laughs> oh, lucky you. Surprise, surprise. Nico has a list. AJ's cramming in films from the minute this show ends till next week. And you've got less time this week, too. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, cool. I know what my worst is already, anyway. That's fine. Oh, yeah, same. I think it might be a common answer as well. He's a douchebag, yes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, guys. So, thank Great you very much. Um, appreciate everyone who joined us live, even though we're a day off. For anyone listening on pod, we thank you as well. And anyone catching up later than late on the VOD squad, we appreciate you too. Um, again, guys, if you do have anyone who is interested in a good podcast, which is normally available after Tuesday night, but this week will be after Wednesday night. Um, just let them know we are available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Tudor, Stitcher, Geo, Savin, and just search for Movie Mount Rushmore. Once again, guys, 
you, the screeners, now have the big challenge. We, the Silver Screen dudes, have set the top four. It's over to you guys now. Head on over to at Movie MT Rush, but more importantly, at Movie Pulse for you, good old JT from We Love Movies, and you get your one vote. And next week, we will announce the winner at the top of the show. I'm hoping I won't forget it like I did this week. <laughs> uh, Nico, would you like to plug our support one more time, please, to Anya's great charity? Yeah, yeah, guys, just quickly before you all leave, um, again, there is a link down below, which is for something called Help for uh, Nastaya. It's just going to be this one episode. Uh, Ukrainian mum running away from the troubles in Ukraine, brought her daughter to Poland, can't afford the school fees. The school fees are £150 a month. We've already raised up £500, so that's three months' worth of school fees paid for by the good people of the world. There's a link to go and support it. Any amount you want is fine, but just if you've got anything to spare, don't send it to buy me a coffee this week. Literally anything just to help a mother and her two-year-old daughter out in a time of crisis if you can see it in yourselves to help out link to that is down below also no i'll leave it to, I'll, I'll leave it to work off camera okay i'll leave it to work off camera should we wrap up then yeah okay um up to you actually let's up check the me. private chat there we announce it because technically it's midnight on your side Go for it. Yeah, yeah go for it. I, I don't know how private she wants it yet. Yeah, over in Poland, it is after midnight. So it is Mrs. Leroy's birthday. So I would like to be one of the first to say happy birthday, Anya. Many happy returns and long live and prosper. That was that's the, <laughs> the best I can think of on that one. So yeah. No, guys. So yeah, that's another one. So a couple of happy birthdays up there so she can feel the love as well. Don't buy her a gift, just support the young Nastaya, and that would be a great gift. I'm sure will be appreciated. Well, that would indeed be a great gift. But yeah, guys, so thank you very much. We will catch you again next week, Tuesday, heatwave providing. And as long as I don't have to shift and hump table twice. But yeah, <laughs> that's the one. But no, guys, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. We will be breaking down that 4 4 next week. So until the next time. A few happy birthdays have come in. Thank you, guys. Great. Sorry, carry on, AJ. Carry on? Carry on, sorry. Oh, yeah. So until the next time, I am the one AJ signing out. I'm Nicolero. Shout out to all of the Nicoholics, and I'll be back in studio next week. Yay, with a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, too. We're out, guys. Thank you so See much. Ya. Bye. See ya.